Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast, and I am your host, Billy Palhan, and with me, as always, is the, I guess, the Ray and Finn to my Han Solo, uh, Ms. Raul, as always, and with us is a good friend of ours. Um, he is just a really awesome guy, and he has been making his rounds on the Twitter sphere in our movie groups and such, uh, Mr. Matthew Ferrelli, and oh, yes, also the host of The Culture Corner, How Could I Forget?, I'm not a host, but James is the main host, and I'm also like I'm also co-hosting alongside him. But uh, it's very happy. I'm I'm very happy to be here. So it's great seeing you two here. Oh yes, today so, we're gonna explore the star of the sequel trilogy. <laughs> Not divisive at us. all. God help us. <laughs> oh, you've been waiting for this row to talk. I about have been the waiting sequel. for so long. Raylon, waiting for this day. Yes, <laughs> you can. I can take whatever you want. I can take whatever. You want. I was like, yes, Kylo, <laughs> okay. take everything. But yes, we are talking about the sequel trilogy or the start of the sequel trilogy with Star Wars: The Force Awakens or Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. If you mm-hmm. want to be a dick, <laughs> and released in 2015, and this was the first of the post Disney murder Star Wars because Disney bought Lucasfilm in 2012 mm-hmm. and they announced that there was going to be a sequel trilogy and I was hyped I was like oh shit it's going to be something that George Lucas wasn't going to be involved in unfortunately but I knew that this it's a new Star Wars movie and I don't know how you guys felt going into this because I remember this was like the last Star Wars movie where it was like an event where it was a long period of time since the last movie. It was 11 years at that point. And no, it was 10. It was 10. It, it Still a good ass chunk of time. And how did you feel going into the force awakens? Matthew, I'll let you go. First. Yeah, you're first. Oh my God. Like, listen, 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 I'm a huge fan of the original trilogy. My dad showed me the, the star Wars empire strikes back and return of the Jedi, the original, not the special editions, thank you dad so much so it was literally one of those weirdest moments where like i'm first of all i took my dad to see it because dad introduced me to star wars now i therefore have the right to take him to see the next star wars adventure so and and it was it was a really great experience i remember i remember the the crowd the crowds were like you've never seen a crowd this pumped and i've been in like i've seen infinity war crowds i've seen the end game crowds like literally like in the uk star wars is huge in the uk i mean it's huge in the us obviously but i've never experienced the hype of a of a movie like this and i don't think i will ever will see it i mean i and and keep in mind i've seen avengers endgame crowds and i've seen every other crowds like most of the mainstream movies that you see that's been hyped I've, i will i don't think i'll ever see anything like this and watching it is was a very great experience it's just like but like how how best to put it like it was a very enjoyable experience and i've um future and future uh rewatches were a bit of a strange experience but i'll get to that later but it was a really great experience watching it so and you just answered uh, another question which is what your relationship to star wars is obviously mm-hmm. you do have a good relationship with it yeah i've got i've got one of the well literally like when i was a kid it was 
Star Wars was my film franchise, and Doctor Who was my TV franchise. Oh, like, that's like, a, that's cool. Like, like, <laughs> like literally, literally, growing up, it was like like it was Star Wars, and then there was Doctor Who. So, but, mm. so Star Wars was my childhood, like growing up, and so every time when I I have all these great memories. I mean, one of the best memories of all of my love of Star Wars is that. I've got a sister and me and my sister, um, you know, we tend to play games a lot when we were kids. So my mm. dad would then at one point put on the pod racing scene in the Phantom Menace. And so, <laughs> and so me and my sister would just keep literally playing. Like if we were in the pod race itself and it was just such a great time, a great experience. We kept doing it multiple times. And then, you know, and then when I was in school, it was literally, I've got this friend. I had a friend of mine called, um, called Will. He was an amazing person and he's an amazing friend. And, 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 and he actually, he had to leave the school, um, um, just because he moved, he moved away from, um, where I was, where I grew up. But literally all the memories of my childhood on the playground was like, you know, we were reenacting scenes from Revenge of the Sith. We were like quoting lines from the original trilogy. It was like, it was just such a great experience. And when I've heard, that we were finally getting a sequel to Return of the Jedi. It was, it was just one of those like eureka moments. You're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! It's, it's just one of those. It's it's you. I'm never gonna have an experience like that again. Like I I like like seeing like hearing the fact that I'd see Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia again on the big screen. It was just an amazing experience, um, and the hype around it was great. And you know. It was just, it, it was, it was, it's, it's an unbelievable experience. I'm never going to forget. That's really awesome to hear. What about you, buddy? Um, back in 2005, when I got out from Reverse of the Sith, I was crying my eyes out because I'm like, this is the final one. George Lucas said no more because he was angry. Because of everybody how reacted to the prequels. And I remember that my father told me, eh, he's going to make another one. He will change his mind. And then seven years later, when my father sent me the news, uh, the news articles like uh, the, the George Lucas uh, gave the rights to Disney, like he, he Disney bought it. I was like, I told you. And I'm like, okay, dad, you were right. And then for back in 2012, I was really heavy. So I never thought that I was going to see episode seven. I thought that I was going to die. I was like, because, and then the year later, that's when I changed and I went to a diet and I lost a lot of weight. And that day, I was in this, that small town in Texas, and it was in a movie theater that has no reserve seating, so you had to make a line to get in. I got there three hours before. Me and my sister, we wanted the best seats. We got there super early, and for three hours in a movie theater that is so old that there was no cell phone signal, we're just having fun making theories about the movie and everybody started joining in where everybody was talking about it and having theories. And when the lights went out and the best thing about it, there was no fucking movie traders that like the movie started right away at 7 PM. And uh, someone screamed in Spanish, we're the first ones to see it. I was like, ah, like was good. And, was, and when this thing went out, I was wearing 3d glasses and there were, I had the BBA ones. I was crying so much because I never thought I was going to see another Star Wars movie again in the theater because I remember what I said in 2005. And I didn't read most of the crawl because I was crying and my eyes were fogging so much. And when I saw the whole movie, 
there's some reactions that me and my sister we did. The crowd, most of the crowd were Mexican, and the thing that I love the most, Mexican crowds we get super interactive. We don't give a fuck about like people that are like us. Like I know that the states have their rules, and I respect them too. But sometimes when you feel the vibe, that's when it happens. Like for example, when Ray says like a. You would never be as strong as Darth Vader. Me and my sister was like, you bitch! I was like, we screamed over Perra! I was like, how dare you? Like, Everybody was laughing. And oh, when Kylo gra- uh, tries to reach the lightsaber in Ray Grass, I was like, oh! He was like, oh, shit! And there's many people in me and my sister said, that's his lightsaber! <laughs> like, everybody was reacting to it. And it was an amazing experience in the Force Awakens for the first time. And when I got out, my parents were in Mexico and they were FaceTime and were talking about it for like two hours around 10 p.m., making tears of what was going to happen next. And then two weeks later, we went to see it again and a 70 millimeter IMAX screen in Dallas. And wow. And like I told my mom because we were gonna go to a casino in 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 Oklahoma, and I'm like, can we stop at this theater? I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to see it with you guys. Like we wanted all the whole family to see it again. And when we got out, my mother had this theory, and I was like, I cannot believe that my mom got fifty percent of the Last Jedi. That's all. Like she to the nail. She's like. I'm pretty sure that Kyler and Ray, they're gonna they're gonna fall in love and maybe they're gonna get married because they belong to each other. And I'm like, okay, mom. And I <laughs> never saw the Ray Low aspect until she told me about it. You know what, mom? I cannot believe you though. And then she's like, I'm pretty sure that Kyler's gonna kill Snow. Okay. Oh, I thought I thought that Snow was gonna die in the third one. And I'm like, Maybe my maybe Ryan Johnson was in the casino. Me and my mother playing slam machines, and I was like, mm, Ryan Johnson was taking notes. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and, uh, and she was like, uh, "Yeah, they're gonna." And she even said, "I was like, I'm pretty sure they have a link between each other because they belong to each other because of the force." She oh. thought that the force was like romantic. It was like, ah, oh. maybe not in the way that they did. That she last saw it. That's a good, good catch. And that's how my mother was like, that's how, that was her last Jedi. And I'm like, and I told my mom, I was like, I have a feeling that this is going to happen. And I was like, when I saw the movie, I was like, wow, me and my mom got it. But the movie was executed in a different way. But still, like, it supported my expectations. But also, in Force Awakens, like, uh, this movie is, like, fucking enjoyable. Like, the hype around it, the trailers, everything. But seeing it again after a few years, it makes you rethink everything after you have seen the whole trilogy again. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. It really does. I'm going to go over my experience real quick. I just, I'm never going to forget just the hype. I remember that first teaser trailer. Everybody would literally break oh, down the frames because it was the security on that was nuts. I remember when somebody leaked Kylo Ren's lightsaber. And or they were gonna say it's a cross guard saber. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe them until I saw the teaser. And then um, the old uh, the baseball cards mm-hmm. where it showed what um, the frames we saw and the character names. So it was like Finn and Kylo Ren. It was like oh okay, and BB-8. 
I was like, oh, all right. So these are all these are our new characters. And then, yeah, I never forgot when the Falcon came. And I was like, ah, <laughs> and then I saw the movie. I'll never forget. I was waiting in line. There was a dude dressed as Darth Vader, nice. of course. And there was this father in front of me with a little boy. And I heard him say the name Luke. And I just looked, I just went, uh, after, after the, after the character, he went, yep, just immediately. Yep. So I knew that this was going to be a special moment and mm-hmm. it was really cool to see like fathers taking their sons mm-hmm. and all that stuff, or in Matthew's case, sons taking their fathers and their sister and their sister as well. And their yeah. sister, funny enough, it's the Skywalkers right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. It's just like 1999 all over again. I mean, I mean, I remember my dad telling me the stories of the Phantom Menace and hearing like, you know, the crowd reactions, literally like crowds line up and, mm-hmm. and, the, and it was, and I've seen footage from the Phantom Menace. It was literally that like for the Force Awakens. It was like, it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, I don't Matthew. know if it was as, I don't know if it was fanboys crazy. Like oh, if you, man. There's a movie called Fanboys. Yes. That's about the hype around the Phantom Menace. And I would say I wasn't there, but Raul, would you say that was pretty accurate? Um, It was pretty accurate because I got to see the Phantom Menace in a hallway in the theater standing up. They oversold tickets. (laughs) There was like 30 people on the hallway. One hallway, 30 people and another another hallway, 30 people and everybody. uh, A lot of people were just standing up watching the movie on a corner. You stood up for two hours and 20 minutes. Yep. I was 10 Damn. years old. Hey, it was worth it. It's Star Wars. Yeah. And also, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm breaking the forget. ice, Billy, but is my bars moving? Because I don't see my bars moving. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see my bars moving? <laughs> uh, I understand that reference. Yeah. <laughs> the, like the volume, like the recording. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. You're fine. Okay, yeah, because I don't see mine. Let's hope that I don't, oh, you're don't fine. lose you're the fine. audio. We're just, yeah, we're, but... yeah, we're keeping this in. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're keeping, keeping this, this in. in. No, that, but... that's, I guess that's gonna be my new catchphrase. Um, <laughs> no, I but don't, I don't what Matthew anything. is saying that's pretty cool because that's also happened to with me. My mother took me to see the original in theaters in '97, and then when I told my mom, I was like, "Let's go and see it on this 70 meter pair, like a." Uh, in in Dallas, I pay for the tickets, and so I I wanted to experience that movie again. And every time that I have seen a Star Wars movie, even in Episode Nine, my father always I notice him that he does this, like he reaches outside of his seat to see me reacting to the movie. He has always have done it every single damn time. And even in Episode Nine, he when we got out, I was like, "You were fucking angry, right?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> like even my father was like you're like the guy from the simpsons ah oh, this is the worst episode ever i'm gonna oh, see it a few more comic times book guy <laughs> yeah comic book guy was like worst gonna... movie ever, ever. gonna see it two okay. more times though <laughs> yeah. so the hype surrounding this was nuts i don't think i need to tell anybody this because star wars is it's global everybody knows star wars it's you like make two billion dollars therefore it's it's like Batman, Spider-Man, or Superman. You show the symbol or a character. Mm-hmm. Or like if you show somebody the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. chances are they will know what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Or at the very least, they will know of it. 
Yeah. That's how popular Star Wars is. Or even the music as well. Like, the second you hear John Williams' score, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Star Wars. Yeah, yeah that's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, when this movie came out, directed by J.J. Abrams, by the mm-hmm. way, yeah, mm-hmm. whom I knew, he had drawn some controversy in the geek community because his Star Trek films were not well-received by Star Trek fans. Especially, oh, my mother hates Into Darkness. Especially Star Trek Into Darkness. That mm-hmm. is hated and i mean absolutely hated that's not jj's fault though it's not jj's fault by every star Wars or star trek fan Mm -hmm. yeah they they cannot stand it and so when they did they announced the director jj abrams i was like i like his stuff and i knew he was a big star wars fan so i knew that he would actually care about Mm -hmm. the material so that was cool living a fanboy's dream and then they announced the cast. A lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. I did not know who John Boyega was. Nobody knew who Daisy Ridley was. I had seen Oscar Isaac in Inside Llewellyn Davis. And I knew of uh, Donald Gleason literally because of Harry Potter. I was like, oh, okay. So and About Weasley. Time, amazing movie. About Time is an underrated movie. And Frank as well. Mm-hmm. Frank's great. Oh, yeah. Frank is a good movie. Um yeah, I knew most of the cast was virtually unknown at that point. And uh, Adam Driver, I had heard of Girls, but I did not know mm-hmm. about um, just who he would be. But I knew he was going to be the villain. Just yeah. I just had sex and I'm going to eat nachos. <laughs> oh, that's, that's one of my favorite quotes ever. <laughs> I hope. But uh, yeah, no, nobody knew anything about the plot. Who mm-hmm. was going to be? We only knew that original cast was coming back. The big thing was Harrison Ford coming back because yep. he is notorious about his hatred for Han Solo. Yep. <laughs> and I knew, like, if they get him back, they must be paying him a handsome, handsome mm-hmm. reward, which they did. Mm-hmm. He got two percent of the box office, which that ended up being pretty big. Damn. He he can he can retire if he wants. He pulled, an Alec, he, he, he pulled an Alec Guinness because oh, that's what Alec yes. Guinness did because he had a certain percentage of the box office and he was able to retire. And yeah. Although he hated Star Wars much more than Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford mm-hmm. finds it annoying. Alec Guinness absolutely hated it. Damn. Well, it's better but, to be in a great Star Wars movie than be in the holiday special. Because, well, I mean, oh. yeah, it, was, it was probably because Alec Guinness was just a... He was acclaimed theater actor. Mm-hmm. He had done a lot of like he did. He did some of the greatest movies of all time, like Lawrence of Arabia. I mean, it was whitewashed, but still, um, <laughs> he's great in it. And yes, when the movie starts, you also got to understand this was my first Star Wars movie in a theater. I had never seen any of the prequels wow. in theaters. Oh, yeah, I was too I young. About that. Yeah, I I was too young to go myself. And back in those days, you had to stand in line for tickets. But now I had an opportunity to reserve a seat online. It, it <laughs> did make bastard. me sad that I couldn't go out and camp and wait for tickets or just camp for the movie because I mm-hmm. really wanted to do that. But it didn't matter to me because I was seeing a Star Wars movie. You know, seeing some of my favorite characters ever and then you see a long time ago in a galaxy yes. far, far away yes. and then you hear the music <clears throat> and 
It's that time where I talk in the Korra voice. Yes! The Korra announcer voice where I read the crawl. So, yes. here goes. <clears throat> Luke Skywalker has vanished. In his absence, <laughs> the sinister First Order has risen from the ashes of the Empire and will not rest until Skywalker, the last Jedi, wink, wink, has been destroyed. <laughs> With the support of the Republic, General Leia Organa leads a brave resistance. She is desperate to find Brother Luke and gain his help in restoring peace and justice to the galaxy. Leia has sent her most daring pilot on a secret mission to Jakku, where an old ally has discovered a clue to Luke's whereabouts. Boom. Boom. That's all you need to know. The very first sentence. Luke Skywalker has vanished. Mm -hmm. That immediately hooks you in. Because you're like, why is Luke gone? Luke was the main character of the last trilogy. You knew something was happening, and we knew that this was going to take place 30 years after the Galactic Civil War has its own. That's the first first mystery box. That's the brand of JJ. I knew immediately as well. He he likes to make mysteries, and then they deal with the resolution later. But (laughs) always comes up with good concepts. Yeah. And so... Um, we learned that the First Order, which is, it's essentially a dictatorship, mm-hmm. and it's it's the future empire. It's the ashes of the empire they rebuilt, and they're, they want to end the Republic, or the New Republic. Mm-hmm. And now we got the Resistance, which is the Rebellion, but unlike the Rebellion, it's got no financing and no backing at mm-hmm. all it's literally like a guerrilla fighters it's like saw guerrera's uh fighters mm-hmm. from rogue one where it's very much like a small band of freedom fighters or like french resistance or che guevara's uh um militia and you're like oh okay so that's what leia was doing she went back to what she was always good at which was leading but now she's a general Mm-hmm. I remember that it was a big deal as well, where they kept calling her general and not princess. And I was like, okay, that's fine. That's Carrie Fisher's pretty cool. It. Yeah. And then we also knew about Jakku, which I was like, that's a very Star Wars name. And mm. we are introduced to, well, also with one of the greatest actors of all time, Max von Sydow. Oh, the great mm-hmm. Max von Sydow. The exorcist himself. Mm hmm. Right. An, exorcist to the, an exorcist to the heretic star, Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the greatest actors ever. And I forget he, that that sequel exists. And he says, <laughs> this will begin to make things right. A very meta moment. But he's talking to the hunky, badass pilot, Poe Dameron, played by Oscar Isaac. With and the greatest he, haircut in the world. He does. I wanted that hair. I was like, oh my gosh. And... That wasn't a wig either. That was just his hair. Super sexy Latino Oscar Isaac. Damn. Yep. Guatemalan jeans. And he is given a map to where Luke is. Um, and Max von Sydow's character is named Lore Van or Lore Santeca. Mm-hmm. I was also like, that's also Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then we get our little cute droid BB-8 who. Turns out it's baby noises from... first uh, like a cat, too. Yeah. Or it's baby noises made by Ben Schwartz and Bill Hader. Mm, I think I knew this. Yeah. So it's 
it's very much like R two D two, where and it's this was, very cute things. This was the Star Wars cash cow before Baby Yoda. Yeah, and also <laughs> the big thing that they focused on were practical effects. Mm-hmm. So BB eight was a practical droid. You're like this little soccer ball thing with its head. It's magnetically on this ball so it can move around anywhere really and it's even smaller than r2 so you know it's cuter <laughs> and it's and it's been very much a um you know it's used for merchandise because i remember when like when star wars day what, what what's the day called when like when they released may the fourth no 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 not may the fourth when all the merchandise comes out for the films like when like oh it may um Oh, crappy. Was it September something? Force Friday? Force Friday. Force Friday. Friday. Yes. Friday. Yeah. That's when they dump all the merchandise. Yeah, literally, when that day happened, like, the BB-8 uh, went on sale. Literally, it was sold out within, like... Because I remember this. I remember going past. Cause, like, ah, the one that you can control with your phone? That yeah. cost, like, 200 bucks. I remember that one. Yeah, it was crazy. Literally, that. it literally, it sold out like that. So, <laughs> it was... Yeah, it, I remember it, there was a lot of kids that were going for BB-8. Yeah, it's a, it's a great it's a great design, and um, mm-hmm. and 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 I really love the fact that um, BB-8 is actually an actual practical effect rather than mm-hmm. just like CGI that we saw in the prequels. Um, and yeah, yeah, and it's and the voice is just it's just it's just brilliant. It's a brilliant it's a brilliant voice, and um, and it's and it's and I'm so happy Ben Schwartz voiced um voiced BB-8 because mm-hmm. if it weren't for that Ben Schwartz wouldn't voice Sonic or or. yeah and bill Hader is a huge star wars fan so that's why yeah i mean that was also the prerequisite that everybody had to be a fan of star wars Mm -hmm. which i think that has since been the requirement um for future star wars media at least for the mandalorian it is and um (laughs) oh f off so (laughs) but yes we're in this small village and there's this little flash drive that poe has Mm -hmm. and he's going to um fly off to the resistance base but before he can we get also the very first shot of the movie again it parallels the a new hope with the giant ship Mm -hmm. and it's it carrying out troop carriers and we get some uh flashes of first order stormtroopers i like their design much more than the original stormtroopers like that is a hot take Yes. I just love their, like, the eyes are bigger. You got that cool stripe. And it just, it's more aesthetically pleasing for me. I do love Stormtrooper design, like, original Stormtrooper. But Mm -hmm. for me, I like the First Order uh, Stormtroopers more. Design wise. And I like the Death Trooper design the best. From Rogue One? Yeah, from Rogue One and Mandalorian as well. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a great design. But yes, um, they get. They go down to the village and they just start blasting people. And you know it's not a fair fight. It's very reminiscent of like when World War II, like D-Day troops were put on the beach and they're coming out in like garrisons and all that stuff. And Post ship gets blasted and he gives it to BB-8 and is like, all right, just get out of here. It's safer with you than with me. And he starts shooting people. And he ends up killing one of them. And one of the stormtroopers is like, what the heck? And holds his dying buddy's bloody hand. And the bloody hand goes across the helmet. So it marks him just so you know who it is. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised they did that because especially like like we haven't like seen blood in like a Star Wars movie, like actual proper blood. So the fact that it did that, like especially in a Disney Star Wars movie, the fact they did that is I find I thought that was a bit of a shocking moment. And also, like, we skip kind of like one of my favorite lines in the first minutes of of this introduction is when she's like, uh, "Now we have a chance. The general has been after this for a long time, and Larson take at the general to miss his royalty." I was like, ah, that's a really good line, but... Ah, uh, Max. And then, uh, well, there's the ship that comes down, and you hear great score. And we get Kylo Ren, played My by boy. Adam Driver. First time we're talking about Adam Driver, and... I think you know how big of a career he's gotten since Star Wars. Because mm-hmm. before he had done like small parts and he was doing indie films. He's worked mm-hmm. with a lot of great directors before, but now. Like Steven Spielberg, like like the Coen brothers. Mm-hmm. And Mary's story. And you're fucking winning! <laughs> the most, yeah, no, the he, greatest he thing about like... Adam Driver is his screaming. That's his greatest strength. The way that he screams. So. But yes, he comes out Again, looking very much like Darth Vader. You're starting to sense the theme here. You've mm-hmm. seen the movie. You know it's just basically a soft remake of uh, um, A New Hope. Which you start a lot reimagining. Of people, a lot of people, including these two, mm-hmm. have uh, a lot of problems with that. I have problems with that, too. Mm-hmm. But we're going to save that. We're going to table that discussion till later. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and he has that cool voice filter, and he just goes, look how old you've gotten. <laughs> Something far worse has happened to you. you. We know you have it. Um, I know where you've come just... from before you call yourself Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah. And he's like, uh, the first order rose from the dark side. You did not. I'll show you the dark, dark side. side. Yep. He's like, you may try, but you cannot deny where you come from. You're so right. And then he just kills him right there. Rest in peace, Max von Sydow. Also, yeah. yeah. But then Poe shoots a blaster bolt at him, and he stops it dead in In its tracks. In midair. I remember that was one of the moments that I was like, oh, whoa. Force is cool. That's a new thing. That is Mm -hmm. one of those moments where you like, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, go. go That's literally like you, like you freak the fuck out moment. Yes, (laughs) because you're like, because you're like, you've never seen that before. You've never seen like, like, like Kylo Ren like just like, like holds like a blaster, Mm -hmm. and not only holds it, it stays there for literally like a minute. Like it's not like a quick thing. It's just like it stays there in the background, and then, and at the end of the scene, it just like he let, lets it go, and it just hits the rock, and it's just that is a that's a really great scene, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they search Poe, and of course he's got that JJ humor where he goes, "Okay, so who talks first? He talks first. They talk first. <sighs> this 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 humor. I mean, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to understand you with like. Oh, a little Marvel too, though. It's Very way too Marvel. Marvel. It's way too Marvel. It doesn't feel like Star Wars humor at all, and that's that's honestly one of the problems when with the sequel trilogy. Like, it feels more like like it, you've seen these jokes in like Marvel films, not joke <laughs> and um and and when you compare the jokes to this in this trilogy to like the originals and and to a certain extent the prequels, the prequels did have really good jokes. It just it just doesn't feel like it doesn't well it doesn't feel like Star Wars humor to me personally. Yeah, I kind of agree. There was, there is humor in Star Wars. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in the uh, especially in the original trilogy, most of that was Han Solo just quipping. Where, but that fitted his character. Everybody here seems to like quip though. The or funny, I, the... I kind I kind of get like Poe Dameron's supposed to be like Han Solo esque mm-hmm. though. So he is he. I can um, I, I allow him to do it. I don't allow the other character to do it, which we'll get to him. But uh, yeah, he is like. Uh, we also get Captain Phasma, played by Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones, Gwendolyn Christie. And mm-hmm. she's literally just there to look cool. She is the Boba the Fett first of 20 the seconds, The first 20 seconds of her screen time in this movie. <laughs> yep. And that was one of the things where it was like, oh, shit. So is Gwendolyn Christie going to be like a big thing? Because they, they've showed her in the marketing a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. And no, the she's not, not, only, not only that, she's like she is one of the biggest pop, like in the merchandise and the toys. She was like front and center along with BB-8. But that oh. was also because Game of Thrones was really in its heyday back also, in 2015. In that first Friday, I bought a really big Captain Phasma. There was like thirty bucks with a Kylo Ren, and I'm like, I, I also thought before the most that I thought she was gonna be a big deal. And then oh, I, like, think, did, when, I think when you bought the toy route, did you take the mask off or did they not give you the option to do that? No, I feel uh, the Kylo and the Catifama, I just took off kind of like the, uh, like, oh crap, how you say that in English? I, this? Like uh, the, oh. the um, unboxing? Not unboxing, like uh, the material. I think we call it carton. Fuck. Cardboard? Cardboard, oh. thank you. Because it has kind of like a red cardboard with Star Wars, and I just took it out. So I haven't still taken out like a, the mask if it has an option. But I put already like Catherine already put out her, her, her weapon, and, and Kylo put out his lightsaber. But cool. yeah, but I, I, was like, I, I think it was because she's in this, um, she's in a First Order suit, but she has a cape on one arm, and it's all chrome. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. It's literally just design-wise, she looks great. Also, I want to ask you guys because I listened to other part another podcast about all of the ancillary material about behind the sequel trilogy. Is that true that Captain Phasma's suit is made from an an Naboo ship from the prequel trilogy? It is. Oh my god! I I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why it's so reflective and shit. Oh, yes. Another thing is that Kylo Ren's lightsaber, it's a cross guard. Mm-hmm. So there's the main big um, part of it. But on the sides, you get um, it's a it's a three way lightsaber where you got the big meaty part of it in the middle and then two on the sides. If you know anything about swords, then you know what I'm talking about. It's a big the, broad sword. And the particular noise that he makes because it's unstable like him. Yes, it's very reflective of his character. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a cracked kyber crystal. Yes. Yes. Um they are just like Sir, the villagers, what do you want? Kill them all. What? Because yes. they gathered all the villagers up in a big circle, and then they're like, on my command, and they literally kill everybody. Very dark. Very, very dark. Very dark. Except especially, for especially, one. Especially when the fact you see it on screen when like mm-hmm. Like in Revenge of the Sith, like, like when like that the the Padawan says, "Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do?" You don't see the death, which is yeah, it's implied. It's implied, <laughs> yeah. But when you actually see it, you see men, women, and children literally getting killed in a Star Wars movie. You're like, "All right, okay, that's a except risk. for one, Except the one with the bloody one. helmet." 
and I was he, like, "Hello, Disney." <sighs> I like my balance here. <laughs> uh, well, Star Wars is all about balance. So, <laughs> and also another thing that I haven't done on my jokes in all, all of the Star Wars movies. Uh, when uh, Larson Texas was like, you cannot deny what is your family. And I'm like, yes, my telenovela is still here. <laughs> my telenovela uh, drama is still here. Yeah. Uh, BB-8's rolled away and they literally blow up Poe's ship and he sees it mm-hmm. from a distance. I was like, okay, where's the escape pod? I mean, Jakku is <laughs> basically Tatooine. Mm-hmm. We get it. Yeah. And then um, we it's see... It's like poetry, it rhymes. We see the storm, the bloody hand or the bloody helmeted stormtrooper mm-hmm. come in and he's all shaken up because apparently it was his first time in combat. It just feels like it. And he takes off the helmet and it is uh, John Boyega who did this amazing underrated movie called Attack the Block. Oh, that was yes. what he was known for before uh, Star Wars. He, um, They were like, oh, is I remember speculation. They were like, is John Boyega going to be a Jedi? And he was also heavily... In the marketing like front and center, like it was set up that he was going to be the main hero. Mm-hmm. That he was going to be the a, lead. Yeah, which drew a lot of controversy, of course, because yeah. he's a black man. And they were like, "Oh, and in um, China, he was not in the poster." No, no, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Very racist against him. It was just downright blatant racism. And it's very mm-hmm. sad as well because when you because out of all the actors, John Boyega and Adam Driver are the best in the cast. But and it's it's honestly like the way and this is a problem with the sequel trilogy. The way they've handled Finn throughout the whole trilogy is really sad. It's really sad. Yes, but right now he is known as FN two one eight seven, and they're like turn in your blaster for inspection. Yes, Captain. <laughs> Who authorized you to take off that helmet? Sorry, Captain. Also, I was like, why is he American? I know he's British. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was weird for me hearing him talk with an American accent because mm-hmm. I had seen Attack the Block before that. Yeah. And he's got like the stereotypical, like, he'll say, uh, oh, what, what's up, bruv? <laughs> <laughs> sort of like that. He's from South London. He's from South London. He is from South London. Yeah. So I knew and... We do get another British character, though, who yeah. we will meet very, very quickly, who is actually our main hero, not the one that the marketing mm-hmm. um, team, like, we were t- thought that John Boyega was going to be our main hero. He has the lightsaber. Come on. But um, in the poster, our main hero is actually a woman Played by the then unknown Daisy Ridley, known as Ray, just mm. just Ray, and she lives on Jakku, <laughs> and she is a scavenger. She's yeah. a scavenger. She's taking parts from a star destroyer that crashed there. Ray, and I loved just shut up. I love just <laughs> Ray the is scope. a nobody. Ray is a nobody. Yeah. The scope of like how big a star destroyer was. That was mm-hmm. something that was really cool in IMAX as well. Oh, yes. And I love her theme. It's a very simple theme, but it's actually her and Kylo Ren's theme, I think, is like, that's awesome. New additions to the Star Wars universe. Yeah. We see her just scavenging, going down a big hill, taking whatever parts she could get. 
and for, many, uh, many, many starships that are right there on the sand getting old that yep, she's just scavenging for parts. Yep, and she rides a bar of soap to uh, the main village. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks her vehicle looks like a bar of soap, and yeah. she's got a big metal stick, and mm-hmm. yes, she's got some guns as well. Yeah. And she's just wiping down the, uh, she's scrubbing down the uh, the oil off of it and stuff to make it look shiny. And she's she seen old an woman. old lady that she's doing the same thing, claiming that she's not gonna be, that's that's not gonna be her future. And I'm like, hmm. Anybody that has worked a dead end job knows this yeah. feeling. <laughs> oh, it hit me. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> little did I know. And then, yes, she gets offered one quarter, quarter portions by from, Simon Peck. Yeah. Yes, Uncar Plot. Yeah, and who who is uh, played by Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. You don't one, see his face. He's in, in the one, suit. It, it, well, well, this is the thing we're going to say about this film is that there is quite a lot of celebrity cameos in this film. Yes, there is. Yeah, like, literally, like, and Simon Pegg. I, I, to be fair, didn't notice that was Simon Pegg because. But because you know he's under prosthetics and, make, mm-hmm. and and he's got a costume on, but like to be fair, the fact I didn't notice Simon Pegg is honestly a great testament to him as an actor, and it's great seeing him in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, and you can't even tell it's like him from a voice standpoint. Yeah, also he had his voice pretty well. Also, this is his second time in a Star Wars franchise. He was the he was in the Clone Wars as well. He was in the Clone Wars. I think and, I knew this. Uh, he was also a, a JJ alumni because yeah. he was Scotty, or as I call him, Groundskeeper Willie. And in Mission the, Impossible in Three, he was Benji. Dunn. Yeah, he's he's in he's in the Mission Impossible franchise. Simon Pegg is in a lot of awesome franchises. Yeah, and including Matthew's favorite filmmaker, he's often collaborated with Edgar Wright. That's what yeah. he's most famous for. The Cornetto trilogy, Dead. baby. Yeah. The Cornetto trilogy, Shaun of the Dead specifically. Although I think Hot Fuzz is the best of the. Yeah, three. Hot Fuzz is the I best. I agree. One. I agree. I agree. And if, I don't, if I don't t- think anybody will disagree with me on that. Yeah, and if we're talking cameos, if you're going to ask me what my favorite cameo in the entire Star Wars trilogy, it is in the Last Jedi, where Edgar Wright plays a Resistance fighter. It's true. Uh, he, does. he does. I thought you were going to say when you we see James Corden dying in the first battle of the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna say that <laughs> oh man yeah um, getting on that james corden hey that is trending she right gets, now <laughs> she gets a she gets a quarter portion and <laughs> that portion is a food thing which is like it's like a cornbread thing where you put it in water and then it it forms which is and, actually practical effect and it rises up works. pretty quickly though like the rise of skywalker Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> and she's just she, she's got she lives in a ATAT like the husk of an ATAT. It's great. She's got a little rebel doll. Uh, and I want to make the honest trailer joke. Ray is so poor she has to make her own Star Wars figures. Oh! <laughs> but then we get the call to adventure because she sees BB-8 got captured mm-hmm. by this guy named Tito, who. Mm-hmm. Um, is like this little junk trader and everything, and he's got he's he's a bit of a jerk, but mm-hmm. he's in a in a net, and she um, she rescues him, 
and uh, she's like, all right. Um, she can also speak droid because she seems mm-hmm. to understand his beeps and whistles. And she's like, okay, you can stay for the night. Um, she's like, um, originally she's like, okay, Tom's that way. Watch out for the sand because, oh yes, we forgot the, um, the escaping part. Oh, yeah. we forgot about Poe po and, um, we're almost FN there. But yeah, she's like, uh, be careful for the, oh yeah, be careful about the sands because they will literally swallow you up. Oh, stay off of the Kelvin Ridge. Uh, JJ Staple will be citing his grandpa Kelvin. That's true. That's why it's called the Kelvin timeline in mm-hmm. Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And the Kelvin gas station in the Cloverfield movies. That's that's a good, good catch. <laughs> yes. Um, then we cut back to um, Poe getting tortured by Kylo Ren. Another new thing that he uses is like the force probe where he mm-hmm. uses the force to basically mind probe him into confessing what he had also, or where, where the map to Luke is because they're aware that it's it's a map to Luke. Also, the way that you see Poe strap in, it felt like a, a lot like Empire Strikes Back when you see Darth Vader torturing Han Solo. I'm impressed. I'm no impressed. one's able to get anything out of you. <laughs> he's like, the resistance won't talk, and then he's just like, whoosh, uses the force, and he goes, where is it? Is it? And then, <laughs> the, the shot, and then afterwards, it's on the planet. It's in a droid. It's in a droid. It's on. It's still on the planet. And we cut to who I call him Mein Kampf, um, General <laughs> Hux, played by Donald Gleason, yes. who is just all like, um, well then, if it's not well, cool, was so hot. That's the best way that I can do it. <laughs> Supreme Leader will not be pleased. <laughs> Yeah. The last day on the rebellion. Oh, oh we'll, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> yes, I call him. I call him. He, he's Ginger Hitler, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's basically like you know, in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, like Captain uh, Diet. Like he's basically like a over the top version of Captain Diet. Like or or he's Tarkin. Or he's mm-hmm. Tarkin. Or he's Tarkin as well. Yeah, true. Uh, it's a fair comparison, but D- doesn't have great cheekbones like uh, Peter Cushing, but mm-hmm. he does have fiery red hair and long sideburns. Yes, and on, uh, and uh, not, a lot, not a lot of people know this, but I think a lot of Star Wars fans probably know his name is Armitage. Yes, Armitage Hux is his <laughs> that, real that name. That is a very okay. weird first name. Well, I mean, the... it's it's no weirder than Sheev Palpatine. Mm-hmm. No, but Sheev Palpatine—that's a good name. That's a, that's a creepy name. Armitage yes. just just sounds <laughs> weird. Oh yes, but um, FN two one eight seven. He decides to defect, and he rescues Poe, and they take a Tie Fighter. Or he's like, "Why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Because it's the right thing to do. You need a pilot. You need, I need a pilot." Need a pilot. And then cameos two and three come on screen. Thomas Brody Sangster and Pip Torrens show up, like literally out of nowhere. Thomas Brody Sangster, for those of you that don't know, another Game of Thrones person, um, but you might know him as the little boy from Love Actually, which most people think is either a great movie or a terrible movie. Super divisive, that one. Or or you're like me and have no opinion of the movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's where... 
or um, actually, he's also the voice of Ferb from Phineas and Ferb. That oh, people didn't know yeah. that. And, and, for the, and, and for those yeah. of you know, who don't know who Pip Torrens is, Pip Torrens is that bald guy you see and gives a very strict impression, like, a, is very strict in everything he's in, but he, and he's really good at it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's true. Of course, he would be a First Order officer. Exactly. Yes. Um, exactly. They take the TIE pilot, or, yeah, they take the TIE fighter, which really cool that it's now, like, clear sides of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's updated TIE fighter, and they literally kill a bunch of people including those two that we just named and we get a fun action scene where it's just like have you ever fired blaster or yeah sure it's the same principle because poe he can fly anything mm-hmm. he is uh the best star pilot in the galaxy legitimately mm-hmm. though he really is a fantastic pilot you'll see that later in the movie yeah. and um mm-hmm. i don't know about the best but he's definitely up there he's he's very mm-hmm. skilled at flying and yeah. Um, he's just like, hey, what's your name? FN two one eight seven, FN what? I'm not calling you that. Uh, FN Finn. We're gonna call you Finn. Finn. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and like, I love the moment where he's just like, did you see that? I was just like, I was just like, a black person in Star Wars, and he's not dead. Yay! Because <laughs> literally, the only other black person is Lando. No, that maybe who be his father just to make no, something. Mace Windu. Jesus. You're, you're forgetting Mace Windu as well. And Mace Windu. And Mace but, Windu. But he died. Uh, oh, he yeah. might not be dead. He might come back. No. No. no stop it. <laughs> stop it. I'll get you off of this. But yes, uh, the fighter gets hit and they crash onto Jakku. And Finn makes it out. And he finds Poe's jacket. That's where. That's why he's wearing the jacket. Mm-hmm. And all the marketing and stuff. Because it's Poe's. It's a resistance fighter jacket. And he goes into town. By the way, the shot of him panting and going up, like, <sighs> that was the very first thing that was ever shown in the teaser. Ah, in that the, Thanksgiving like, teaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that teaser so well because that was like, that was the weekend before my birthday. And nice. So, and so, so the fact you're getting a Star Wars teaser for your birthday, that is one of the greatest presents Disney will probably ever give me. And literally, that when that I first saw that, my, I jumped. I was like, "Oh my god, that that that's and it's a breathtaking shot. It's a breathtaking, mm-hmm. and it's a it's and it's a, and it's a and it sets the mystery up very good, very well. Like, who is this guy? Is he a stormtrooper? Is mm-hmm. it, and like, it's it's full full plaudits have got to go to the marketing of the Force Awakens because like that teaser is astounding. Yeah, a black stormtrooper. <laughs> and then Wait, also after this, we see Ray going with bb8 to uh, to she's gonna sell her parts for uncomplot and and the Nima like, outpost is what it's called mm-hmm. i was like don't give up he must still show up whoever's your waiting classified i know about waiting for my family they'll be back one day mm. the narrator <laughs> the family will not be back they will not be back <laughs> in the Should sequel also- we should, also note that, we should also note that um, the, the, the TIE fighter that Poe and Finn are on literally sinks into the sand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why um, he thinks Poe is in there and Poe didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, so. I should, which is a good fact because in the original like draft of the scripts, like, Poe was meant to die in that mm-hmm. scene. He wasn't meant to come back in like the, the final battle and... Then, but Oscar Isaac was such a fan; he wanted to be on Star Wars so much that they rewrote it. Yeah. Did that and, turn out great? We'll see. 
we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so Finn's looking for water in the town, and he sees Ray getting cornered by Unkar Plutt's two goons because he's just like, he also radios, he's like, keep an eye on the droid because he knows it's it's worth something. Well, Because he offered 60 portions. And yes, everyone was like, was gonna... whoa, he's not for sale. And I swear mm-hmm. to God, if this was the 90s or the early 2000s, Ray would have been Kira Knightley. She gives off yes. strong, strong Kira yeah. Knightley vibes. Yeah. Even the way she talks. But that's, I, that's, I guess, British. I just nice. imagine Orlando Bloom as Kylo Ren. <laughs> he could do it. That cool, though. Mm, I don't say that. I it's because that. also Daisy Ridley and Kira Knightley are like skinny supermodels. So it's like, <laughs> like they're, she's ridiculously skinny. And um, he's going to help. But of course, we got our first she can she don't need no man moment where she beats the shit out of these guys with her metal stick and then bb8 sees finn and he's like that's poe's jacket go beat his ass mm-hmm. and so there's a little uh running and she kicks uh she hits him with the stick and bb8 shocks him and he has his just like uh hey watch out for that moment all that shit and Sorry about my dog. <laughs> okay, and uh, where was I? Oh, yes. Um, he's like, oh, Poe Dameron, that was your master. He didn't make it. <sighs> he's just like, I gotta get this droid back to the resistance. And she's like, you're a resistance fighter. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the resistance. I am in uh... the resistance. Yeah. I was like, no, no, you can't do this. Poe can do this because he's like the smarmy, like cocky son of a bitch, Han Solo. This is supposed to be like our Luke, I guess. And they're gonna do a lie reveal in this movie, which is the most annoying trope in cinema. <laughs> I hate, hate the liar reveal. I've been on record many a time. Ah, uh, you too. You don't like the liar reveal in romantic comedies. No, I fucking hate that. And why do you need it in a Star Wars movie? It's padding. It's well, you don't need it. You really don't need it. Yeah, but uh, um, then he's like, "Well, we got to get this droid because he's carrying a map to Luke Skywalker." And Poe told him that, which he was because originally, um, Finn was like, "We got to get off Jakku. The first order will find us, and they will kill us. We got to go back for the droid." And he's like, "The droid? He's carrying a map to Skywalker." And he's like, "You got to be kidding me! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on!" And then uh, he tells Ray, and she's like, "Luke Skywalker? I thought he was a myth." Mm-hmm. Just shows you that it's like, okay, so now Luke is a legend. It's like I do, I do like enough that idea, though. I do like that idea, though. The idea of like you know, Luke Skywalker became this hero and some people think it's true like and some people think it's like just a myth it's a it's a, it's a great idea for luke skywalker and it's and it's to build the legacy of luke mm-hmm. it's like forward. king arthur yeah where you know the tale just gets passed down from generation to generation and, and also stuff. it also feels like uh because technically also like star wars is so inspired by myths and legends and fairy tales especially yeah, like this, uh this is a good step mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um we see Finn that he's super thirsty. We we already skip we skip that. Then... <laughs> not not just for water, am I right, fellas? Mm. Oh. 
<laughs> He's thirsty for different kind of waters. Well, I mean, <laughs> we all know who his true love is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hashtag storm pilot. <laughs> that's what the wait. That's what the ship. That's name the name of the ship. Yeah. That's actually a really good ship name. But yes, BB-8 is like, uh, we got trouble. First order troops coming mm-hmm. after us. And then, of course, he's like, we got to go. Takes Ray's hand. You let go of me. My hand. And it's like, you let go of my hand. And they're running. And then um, they get blasted at some point. And Neo Outpost is just getting bombarded with TIE fighters and um, um, just stormtroopers. They're bombing the shit out of the place. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, we got to go get out of here we need a pilot we've got one in that quad jumper what about that oh that ship's garbage, garbage. it hasn't flown in years quad jumper blows up the garbage will do <laughs> do do because of two hands to the millennium falcon yeah that was i remember people uh cheered mm-hmm. and that was the first instance i had ever heard because most of the time when i go to theaters everybody's silent Mm-hmm. respectful and stuff but i heard like a couple claps and woo, i had it never heard that. Though. it is well earned though when you especially when you haven't seen the falcon in like mm-hmm. well well you've seen the falcon for like a tiny second you're invented the sith but when you see it on screen for the first time in 30 odd years mm-hmm. you, would, you would go woo for the first time yeah and then they have a fun ass chase scene with yeah. the falcon Finn takes the gunner's seat, and Rey manages to pilot the Falcon herself, which is kind of hard because you need a co-pilot. Mm-hmm. And BB-8 is just trying not to just bounce everywhere, and he yeah. gets uh, tow cables and just places himself like in the middle. And they're all like, I can do this, I can do this. We get a fun... They're going through the Star Destroyers, which makes great... Um, it makes a great addition to the Star Tours uh, ride, because they literally yes! do this in Star Tours now. And um and it's also, just really fun. And I remember the moments they would always get the get ready and uh Finn going, Woo! Yeah. Yeah. And also this moment, the great chasing party one of the critiques, it feels like a scene from a new hole when they're getting out from the Death Star and they're getting chased by TIE fighters. But instead of being in space, it's in the desert. Yeah. I okay. I know some maneuvers. <laughs> you just and, leaned lazily to the left. That's not much of a maneuver. Don't get cocky. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's not like uh, not like when they escaped the Death Star and mm-hmm. the Tie Fighters were fighting those. That is iconic. That is cinema. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they're like, oh man, you did such a good job. That was awesome. And yes, the Falcon is. It's just a beat up old car. At this point, where you're just hoping that it can get you to where you want it to go without it just just dying he in the middle. It is literally it's like a 40 year old car that's I, somehow still working. I got the perfect reference when you said old car. The Millennium Falcon is the Fiero of Marshall and how your mother. <laughs> Fiero. Let's just hope it's not a mass and I love it. For all the How I Met Your Mother fans. Let's just hope yeah. it's not a Pinto. <laughs> I also want to say like that one of the best thi- best parts about that action scene is when the, the, the turret breaks. Mm-hmm. Like like it literally like literally the gun can't like literally like the, they can't it can't turn anymore. It's just pointing straight down and so 
like Ray or like like orchestrates a insane like like heart stopping like maneuver where he she stops the engines, mm-hmm. like, it flip like it flips on its side and Finn does and then like the tie fire blows up and that was just like a I'm getting well, really used to killing people that I went to training with. Yeah. Traitor. Yeah, Ozeka. <laughs> you're really enjoying this though. Maybe you they were really... all dicks, who knows? Uh well knowing one of the the Finn trilogy for thirty nine ninety nine maybe in twenty in two years. <laughs> no. And uh they also determined they were like, Whose stormtrooper was that? And then Kylo Ren knew because he had seen he looked over at Finn earlier at the beginning of the movie and he just goes the one from the village FN2187 and then we also get some exposition of he was he was sent to reconditioning and that he was taken as a kid they all were they're all humans of course and that they were kidnapped and basically brainwashed into serving the first order that's some Nazi shit because not again, a commentary at all. Well, I mean, then again, the Empire was literally um, the Nazis. Nazis so I, in space. From every everything, from their dress to how to the chain of command, it's literally the fucking Nazi Empire. Well, if that's the case. Then what's the first order? Then. Well, I mean, after World War II, there were actually still remnants of the Nazis. Like they were living in South America, actually. We were, um, the world was able to snuff them out. And unfortunately, the Nazi party is still around. Oh, if famously, man. in the Blues Brothers, the Chicago division, <laughs> if, you, um, if you remember the Nazis from Blue, Blues yeah. Brothers, um, unfortunately, that's just, a, that's just a fact of life. It's the same thing with the Ku Klux Klan. They're still around. They're not as powerful as they once were, but they are, they're still around unfortunately and, and, and i am in good conscience saying fuck them no yeah fuck them they're evil and yeah. yes um then the falcon is captured um but not before they're they're trying to repair and finn admits to bb8 he's like i'm not part of the resistance and he's like i need to tell you you need to tell me where your base is droid please which that was the one i was like okay that doesn't belong in star wars but i laughed at that <laughs> And he's just like, the Idlenium system. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then he gives the little, the, the gif of BB-8 with the, the, the lighter that the ends light. up looking like a thumbs up. That's a funny it, joke. That, that was great. And then the Falcon is captured. It's pulled into a larger ship. Oh, gee, a smaller ship pulled, pulled into a tractor beam. What are the odds? Uh... And then they're just like, okay, we got to hide. So they hide in the secret compartment. But another moment, we get reintroduced to Han Solo and Chewbacca. And I remember people cheered and clapped. Mm -hmm. It was like, what? Because we had never thought that Han Solo would come back. Or Chewbacca. It was great seeing them again. I was like, oh my god. They look great, too. For how old Harrison Ford is. And an amazing trailer moment, too. The Chewy, yeah. we're home. We're home. Yeah, especially when you consider the production on it, because um, I know a lot of people know this, but Harrison Ford suffered an injury on set. Like literally, like he like like during like, one of the things, he broke his ankle during like filming, and it was like it's just like what, and it's the fact that he, he he's he's still in shape for like all the movie, and you can't tell that motherfucker just... is so accident prone. 
Like he's like a Looney Tunes character. How accident prone he is. Just look up how many times he's crashed his planes. It's like really, it's, he he gets injured so much, but he he'll just come right out of it. He's fine. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a badass that way. It's True. great that Mark. It's great that when Mark Hamill said Mark Hamill said this great quote like during let's con where like um he said like the five words that he like he's so terrified to hear is when like Harrison Ford calls up says, "Hey kid, let's go flying." It's like, it's like one of those like. <gasps> I mean, would you want to fly with Harrison Ford? He's like Launchpad. No. He's like Launchpad McQuack. He just crashes everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I love him to death, but like, it's kind of a badass that way. And I kind of like that that's also just Han Solo. It's just part of Han just has the worst luck. He always gets like injured. If you've ever noticed in the original trilogy, he gets injured a lot. Yeah. Like with the tools and everything. And, what, and, and he get and he gets yeah. frozen in carbonite as well. That's true. He gets tortured, and true. it's like Han Solo went through the ringer, and uh, so Ray knows about the Falcon because he's just like, oh, uh, you tell Duquesne that I I got the ship back, and then she's just like, okay, you stole it from Duquesne, who stole it from blah 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 blah, who stole it from me, and you can tell him Han Solo got it back for good this time. This is the Millennium Falcon. You're Han Solo. <laughs> I used to be. <laughs> and he's just like, Han Solo, the rebellion general? No, the smuggler. So Han is super famous too. Yeah. And then she's like, this is the ship that made the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs. Whoa! Every nerd shouted that at the same time as Han Solo. <laughs> And then a nice, sweet, small moment is where he comes back in the cockpit, and it was like, oh man, it was like he never left. He's <laughs> his baby again. Yeah. And what's great about it is that throughout the entire movie, you do not feel like that Harrison Ford, like, like you know, he's not phoning it in. Like, no, like, no, he's like, actually very invested. Because he I, got I, paid, too. Well, <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> that's why he's... It's one of the reasons. <laughs> one of the reasons. <laughs> we'll get there. But yes, Han's smuggling again. And he is smuggling this time Rathtars. If you don't know what a Rathtar is, it's basically a big hentai monster. It's, it's a tentacle like... monster. Yeah. Starting starting the trend. Like literally every Star Wars movie now has to have a tentacle monster. Maybe they're just mm-hmm. really into hentai. You don't know. Hey, it's for the Chinese audience. Well, no, we talked about that because they're just like, you gotta hide because uh, the Guavian Death Gang is after me. And what are you gonna then, do? I'm gonna talk my way out of it like I always do. And then out of nowhere... Yes, well, I do. Every time. <laughs> and, and then and then out of nowhere... Um, make the Mark, joke. I know you're, I know what you're thinking. Just make the joke. Mark Ellis shows up. Yep. Yeah! <laughs> he was this extremely Scottish guy and he goes, Han Solo... You borrowed 50,000 credits from us. We want it back. You also borrowed 50,000 from Conjure Club. Tell that to Conjure Club. Yep. He's just like, I never made a deal with Conjure Club. Tell that to Conjure Club. (laughs) And Conjure Club, two of the guys are from the raid. That's a great Mm -hmm. cameo. That's a great cameo. I remember when these guys were announced. I was like, oh shit, what are they going to do? Nothing but just cameos. They literally do nothing. But at least yeah. they speak uh, their actual language, which I believe is Chinese. And Han Solo says, Tassa Leech, good to see you. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's giving up that, that, he's he's giving up that like, nervous expression. 
Yeah, and they're just like, face no man. There's no one left in the galaxy for you to swindle. You're too famous. So that is a problem uh, for him. And he's just like, have I never not delivered before? And they're like, yeah, twice. <laughs> what was the what second was time? the second time? <laughs> yeah. It's a great but, joke. It's a great joke. BB unit. The first order's looking for one just like it. And two fugitives. Because Ray and uh, Finn, they're crawling underneath. They're trying to get out. And they're just like in this big compartment thing. And uh, then Ray is just like, wait a minute. If we short the fuse, we can trap the gangs in there. We can get out of there. Yeah, and Han is also just like, Chewie, put him on an escape pod. Just <sighs> let him out. But we, we got the Falcon back. And uh, then you hear... I have a bad feeling about, about this. Thing. <laughs> and the Rathtars are set loose because that's what Ray did. And yeah. then we get squid monster eating shit. Yeah. This is the this is the part of the movie that has aged the worst for me because and I'm Is that out of nowhere? Oh, yeah, it just it's out of nowhere and also the CG. They 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 over rely on CGI in this. I, I really, really wished the raftars were practical they rely more on the practical effects because like because you know in like return of the jedi i completely believe that jabba the hut was real and an actual creature because it's a practical effect and and also and also um and, and and keep in mind as well like um like like I, I you know even in like the prequels some of the character designs in it like had had some practical effects. Like Plo Koon, wasn't Plo Koon a practical effect? Like was, was he was, he was. Yeah, Plo Koon was like he had that thing on his face. Yeah, and and with this scene, it's just like it just I just completely I just uh, it, it took me out of the movie. A to be lot fair, of... if they used a puppet, it wouldn't move fast enough. It, it would well, it would kind of look like Plan Nine from Outer Space with the octopus. But if they did like a close up with like if they did like a scene where like one of the characters is caught by the by the raftar and it's an actual practical like okay like, so do the Jurassic Park thing where they mix practical and CG I guess yeah it. exactly yeah. that's that more, that, more that, movies should do that that would have costing. been interesting also uh, we skip a line that I really like from Feno when Ray was like but I have to go back to Jakku and Feno was like why would, does everybody want to go back to Jakku. Yep, and uh, and even she was like, uh, "I come from Jakku," and then Hanzo was like, "That junkyard." <laughs> yeah, they're like, "It's a shithole." And mm-hmm. thank you. But yes, um, we also get um while they're running away from the Rathtars, Chewie gets injured. I was like, "No, not Chewie!" I swear, <laughs> I was like, I was so concerned for Chewie, yeah. just because I loved him so much. He's he's old. He's older than. Well, any of us combined, it's like over. Yeah. Wasn't Solo, he like three hundred years old? And they said in Solo something. He said something about a hundred and ninety years old. Or in something. Solo and Solo. like sixty years, he's over two hundred at this point. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, he's probably over two hundred fifty. But um, yeah, no, he looks great. Um, but they do manage to get out and get the Falcon, and they head to Takodana. Which no, is a hold lush on, green hold planet. On, hold but on, before hold that, you for, you forgot Kylo the, Ren. No, 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 you forgot the other scene. Like Hans, the the light that the hyperdrive breaks, which is oh yes, the hyperdrive of course doesn't work. 
Yeah, of course it doesn't work. And like, that's what that's the, that's one of the only callbacks in the film I actually really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then the hyperdrive just wa- starts working, and the raptor gets ripped to shreds. Yes, when she gets ripped to shreds, it just jumps to light speed. That's like too what? bad they couldn't track them using uh, light speed. Hmm. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, anyway, and also when I was like, something is failing, and then she pulls something. I bypass the compressor. <laughs> <laughs> bypass the compressor <laughs> and then uh, we also get word because they're like uh this was before but um the droid escaped on a freighter and kylo ren he just looks over and he's like the droid stole a freighter <laughs> no and he's just he's talking and he just wrecks everything it's like emo moment that's that's me that is yes. totally me on a bad day. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like. Also, a girl is with them. <laughs> Force what girl? Like, what girl? <laughs> and he, he he force pulls the dude into his hand to choke him. Yeah, he's trying so hard. He 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 really is trying. But um, yeah, where did we go after this? Oh, Takodana. Yes. I thought thought after that scene, that was when we meet Snoke. Yeah, the first scene. Oh, yes, this is where we meet Snoke, played by Andy Serkis. And Mm -hmm. we see Starkiller Base for the first time. Mm -hmm. Yes, Starkiller Base, the not Death Star. Which, okay, of course, it's called Starkiller because that was Luke Skywalker's original name. It was going to be Starkiller. It's like a poetry, it rhymes. Uh, (laughs) Um, You know, they're designed to feed into each other. (laughs) <laughs> and yes we get this enormous hologram room it's all in black and oh yeah that was another thing andy circus whom if you oh. don't know who andy circus is you know who Gollum is mm-hmm. and his work with peter jackson for sure and caesar and caesar and he also and captain was like haddock and captain haddock from tintin tintin <laughs> and mm. you have seen his work um, if you don't know who he is, you definitely have seen him in like a mocap uh, performance. This is no different. This is a mocap performance. He is Supreme Leader Snoke, who uh, is the not yeah. Palpatine of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And Kylo Ren's reporting to him about, oh, the girl, um, the droid is gone and he's with the girl and it's aboard. He, he knows it's the Falcon. And uh, this is where we get the reveal of Snoke going, because this was also the first thing that was said. He goes, there has been an awakening. Have you felt, felt it? it? Yeah. The droid is a sh- uh, is aboard the Millennium Falcon with your father. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> that was that was a what moment. Like, it means nothing to me. Yeah. We it's, shall it's, it's, see. And he's he's fucking huge. Yeah. It's great that they reveal it in this movie rather than just wait for The Last Jedi to, to reveal that because, you know, because it, it, I, I felt like it was a really great shocking reveal. And as someone who hasn't read Legends, like, like it's great that they incorporated parts of Legends into the, into the sequel trilogy when you think they're going to retcon it all. They just put parts of it in there. But... I, I was yeah. expecting a head turn and... Por qué? 
Yes. But <laughs> also, yes. you know that Tindra was going to make a joke? Insert Zeus in Gravity Falls Season 2, Episode 13. I knew about oh, that since totally a year ago. It, it was like, I, <laughs> I was like, I knew about that since a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. pretty logical that he's Han Solo's son. I didn't know nothing about Legends. And I'm like, it has to be Han Solo because at the end of Return of the Jedi, if you remember the prequels, Jedi's cannot love. Jedi's has to be technically kind of like a priest. So if Luke Skywalker just started to be in a Jedi at the end of Return of the Jedi, he must know that he has to have no attachments. But it wasn't Luke's kid. That's the thing. I know. We like, and that's why we like, I was... Han and Leia are together. Mm-hmm. Who's to say they, they don't, you know... No Mara Jade. <laughs> yeah, no Mara Jade, if you know Star Wars Legends. Yeah. But, uh... As, as soon as Adam Driver, like, I knew what he looked like. As soon as they said that, I just went, yeah, I'm okay with that. He mm-hmm. looks like a, he could look like the son of Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. I'm totally yeah. okay with that. But the CGI for Snoke really does not hold up. Not like the next film. Not like the next film, mm-hmm. not like the next film. But I, I, I get that it's a hologram, but even so, the, the CG is it, just... I can tell it's a CG creation, and like, I would have preferred it if if it was Andy Serkis in makeup. It would have, and it would. Have it would have been completely different, though. It would have been interesting. Yeah. He could, and, and he still would have been menacing because Andy Serkis. He's got one of those voices, like, like he's like, we shall see, we shall, we shall see. see. It's like if he did that in like, as a practical in real life or in a costume, he'd be great. He'd it's, be really, really great. And especially also, we get into the unbalancedness of Kylo Ren because first he reacts when he says your father Han Solo, but then he Kylo Ren was like, he means nothing to me. And so even you, master of the Knights of Ren, had never faced such a test. Oh God, Knights of Ren. Oh God. Yeah, because uh, Ren is a title. He's not, he's not, he's not Darth. Trilogy. Yeah, he's not Darth Kylo or whatever. It's just a name. It's like Count Dooku, even mm-hmm. though Count Dooku was a count. Anyway, um, aboard the Falcon again, mm-hmm. Han, he he's like, okay, show us the map to Luke, but they realize, oh, it's only a piece of a map. Mm-hmm. It's 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 part of a bigger, it, it's the last piece of a puzzle. And then they're like, uh, he has a map to Luke, and he, I love the small moment he just looks up because he knows, oh man, this is big. And they're like, mm-hmm. you knew Luke, right? And he's like, yeah, I knew him, like. He he says it with such fondness yeah. too. And then I love the thing because it was like he was training a new generation of Jedi. One boy, an apprentice, turned against him, destroyed it all. Luke felt responsible. He walked away from everything. There's a lot of rumors, stories. The people who knew him the best think that he went looking for the first Jedi temple. And Ray was like, "The Jedi are real." I used to wonder myself, thought it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Magical power holding together good, evil, the dark side and the light. And you hear the music, but it's all true. All of it. It's all true. This is a great moment. That's another thing they use in the marketing whenever he just went, it's true. All of it. Uh, Especially when you think about Mandalorian now and you find out that when Luke Skywalker takes Grogu... Like, and you might realize now that Kylo probably killed Grogu. Yes! Hey, hey, no, no. Yes! Stop. I will. 
my son will murder you. He is small, but he is powerful with the force. Yeah, right. Grogu, and, Grogu is great. Yeah. Grogu's great. I was expecting him to go, uh, he was seduced by the dark side of the force. The force. Now, the force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field that binds... Uh, it's an energy field that um, binds, binds the, ga- the galaxy, galaxy together. together. Sur- it penetrates us. us. Mm-hmm. Surrounds us and penetrates mm-hmm. us. Mm. <laughs> Especially in the Family Guy parody where they have Herbert say it. <laughs> My God. Um, so yes, they go to Takodana, which is the sort of Endorish planet. It's the lush green planet, or like Yavin 4. And I have never been there's so a much castle. green before in the galaxy. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you were in a shithole. And the, <laughs> once again, back to King Arthur, there's a castle in the middle of it. Of course. They have to go to this place with, uh, it's Maz Kanata's place. You'll see. It's a, it's a Oh, yeah, and uh, Han's also like, you know, you're pretty handy. Uh, we could use you in the crew. Are you offering pay me a job? Son. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, here, have this. It's Blaster. And she's like, I can take care of myself. And he's like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm giving it to you. <laughs> and they go into the castle, and they're just like, once again, it's the cantina scene from mm-hmm. A New Hope. <laughs> and um, we meet the owner, Maz Kanata, played by Lupita Nyong'o, who I wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like, well, again, this goes back to the Snoke problem and goes back to the Raftar problem. Maz Kanata as a character is very well written, but you do, but I really don't need the CGI. I really don't, and like, because, and I, I, I love Lupita Nyong'o. I think she's great. And if you showed, like, a, like if you showed me the, for the first time that that was Lupita Nyong'o, I wouldn't have noticed because she's that good. I just don't need the CGI. I mm-hmm. really don't need the CGI. Yeah, and I love that the backstory behind Maz Kanata's design is this small orange uh, alien with these big glass glasses things. She's actually older than Yoda, too. They say she's a thousand years old. Yoda mm-hmm. was only 900 or so, he says. And um, she's like, Han Solo, everybody stops. And he's hey, like, Maz. Oh. He's like, oh, shit. Hey, Maz. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like where's my boyfriend mm. Chewie's in the cockpit <laughs> man Chewie's getting all the women we'll see you later in this well, and uh, also we not, know the, them, not the first time either and also <laughs> we know that Maz is really 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 horny <laughs> well she likes she, like, she likes hairy wookies let's say that I, don't know, I was going to say men but hairy he has a man wookie, too. So. Oh, that's true I guess <laughs> um, and they're like um okay, we need to get destroyed to the resistance. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay. And she looks at Finn and notices, she's like, when you have lived as long as I have, you see the same eyes and different faces. And yours say that you're hiding something. She knows right away. That's mm-hmm. what Han was like. She's very, you know, um, she's very intense. Yeah, but because uh, also Han said, I was like, uh, be careful. Women always find out the truth. Oh, yeah, because he's like, uh, come on, Solo. D- did you just call me Solo? <laughs> Women always know the truth. Always. And then that, is, the, that is true. And then in the background, we see a woman all in kind of like black and gray. And then she's like, uh, 
alert the first order or like uh we found him like uh they noticed bb8 in another like drawer. the gas mask guy in new hope that mm-hmm. went like <laughs> <laughs> and then that one also is alerting to the resistance and then we cut into a scene that is so small but when i saw this scene in theaters it made me fucking cry my eyes out kylo ren talking it's like forgive me i feel it again the pull to the light. Supreme Leader senses it. Show me again the power of the darkness. And I will let nothing stand in our way. Show me, Grandfather. And I will finish what you started. What you started. Do, do, do. I do actually like that. I do like the idea that because if because when you think about it, in Return of the Jedi, Luke was the only one who knew that uh, Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker turn good. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, like I, I, like I think Leia sort of knew, like, but Luke was the one first has the first hand account that he saw Anakin Skywalker pick up the Emperor mm-hmm. and the Emperor disintegrated. And he suppo- was never seen again. again. He That's fucking it. died. Nothing <laughs> else happened. You hear that, yeah. JJ? <laughs> but yeah but yeah but, but 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 keep in mind it's like like kylo doesn't know kylo, uh-huh. and, I, and i i don't think i don't even think a lot of the rebellion or even the resistance knew most of the galaxy that. doesn't know most of the galaxy thinks that darth vader died on the death star and mm-hmm. that he was just darth vader yeah and so the idea that kylo is still speaking to the dark to speaking to the helmet of darth vader um she also me- has the helmet Mm-hmm. Which he would yeah, get I... from his uncle. Yeah, but no, also but... Luke just kept the suit there. Like what? Well, also for me, this scene, this is why I love Kylo Ren as a villain because he. This is so interesting because Anakin Skywalker he felt the pull to the dark. Kylo doesn't want to go to the light. It's so fucking interesting. It gives it's like poetry, it rhymes. I know, but also it gives so much depth to Kylo Ren because he's in pain, because he doesn't know what he's gonna do next, because he feels so conflicted. And in that point of view, also seeing it from a dark side user. Ah, and that scene of like him talking to his grandfather and seeing Darth Vader, and, and even myself watching this movie, and I'm like, is he speaking to the Sith spirit of Darth Vader? And Kylo Ren doesn't know the thing that Billy just said. He doesn't know that he got redeemed. And he, and he started a really amazing theory. It was like, a, is he talking to the spirit of Darth Vader? Or is he, he, that, or he never find out the Anakin Skywalker force spirit? I thought it was going to go kind of like your spirit could be divided between your two identities. And I thought the trilogy was going to go into that. Not in oh, the he- stupid reveal that we got in episode nine. Or he's talking to um, he, he actually is talking to Anakin Skywalker and his force goes in the background and then he's like, surprise! I turned good! <laughs> yeah, we were all waiting for that Hayden cameo. Uh, yeah, and, and, no. and I love that. I love the how it should have ended where like um, where like he says, like, show me the dark side and then Anakin's like, oh, I'm a grandfather too! <laughs> oh my god, this is never Jesus. gonna end. <laughs> but speaking says, of other short scenes... This is the mystery box scene. Ah, oh the hideous one. Oh, God. It's when Ray gets drawn to the lower floor of the cantina. 
no! with the sound of a girl crying. Come back! Quiet girl. <laughs> um, opens a box. And I'm literally opens a box. <laughs> yes, a literal mystery box. It's Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. Which I was just like, all, I was like, where the fuck did that come from? And also, how did it like? Because um, I'm I know this in the Empire Strikes Back. He when Darth Vader cut off Luke's hand, the lightsaber literally just fell down into Bespin into a gas With giant. With hand still. But yeah, and like is like, and then it's just like, and and it and we're supposed, and then uh, and then in Return of the Jedi, he gets a new one, like that, uh, like so. Yeah, they made. Yeah, they made. Yeah. So, how is it that in the Force Awakens, it's just there? Uh-huh. A good question. Yeah. For, for another, another time. time. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yes, we get Force uh, visions, and we get she touches the lightsaber, and she experiences this vision, which is the sequel setup. It's old Jedi like <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda, and they're talking this, to Rey and. Yep, and we see Cloud City. Um, we see a vision of Kylo Ren surrounded by bodies with the Knights of Ren, um, thrusting a saber through the chest of somebody. A vision of herself being abandoned, with what we just said before. No, come back. Come back. <laughs> and, and we then... see a ship that I hope so that is not a stupid character that it was made in Episode Nine to hunt some stupid parents. But it was a little revealed, like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but yes, and then it's like, whoa. And then Maz comes down because, of course, she knows. And she goes, that is Luke's lightsaber. And before that, it was his father. And now it's calling to you because <laughs> plot. And the story behind Maz Kanata's design, I forgot, like, to Buckle mention. Eyes. Well, just just let me tell the story <laughs> is that she's based on a grade school teacher from um, of jj's oh. she's supposed to look just like his grade school teacher and that was done on purpose because she was his best teacher it was mrs gilbert i think mm. and she i looked at her photo and stuff i was like yeah yeah that's pretty accurate and when maz closes her eyes yes they look like buttholes. It's <laughs> you can't unsee it once you see it because she's that old. She's like a like a wrinkly like peach seed or something. Mm. I don't know. She's like the force. It's calling to you, and she's also like you know deep down, no one's coming to get you because she just wants to go back to Jakku. I was gonna bring that. I was like, I see your eyes, and I already know that you're ready ready know the truth. Whoever you're waiting on Jakku, they're never coming back. They're never coming back. <laughs> they throw you away yeah. like garbage. They throw you away like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you have no part of the story. You come from nothing. nothing. You're nothing. But not to me. Not to me. <laughs> anyway, um, we also see on Scar- Star Killer Base. Then we see the today is the first day, and we get the. Uh, I might as well just call it the the Hitler Nazi speech. salute. Yep, they do the Nazi salute. And you will remember this day as the last day, day of the Republic! Hi! Hi! They all literally just do a fist in the air, like, Yokes! 
Yeah, and there's it's like the entire first order, and they are huge. And he's got a big stage and a microphone and everything. Mm-hmm. I was expecting Deutschland. I probably just offended a thousand Germans, but yeah. Um, I'm sorry. It's just it's very much Hitler. Mm-hmm. He's just like fire and the planet itself is a death star and it's so big that it fires three huge shots and it destroys the three planets that hold the republic yeah which 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 well i've got two two things one uh how the fuck did star killer base even get created and yet no one noticed oh no they noticed oh oh, do they Oh, 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 well, I mean, I, I mean, they, they don't. They, I mean, they, they never. Well, that's also it. because it was on uh, Ilum, which was the place where most of the Jedi got their Kyber crystals. Oh, and that was all oh, abandoned. Okay, well, okay, okay. But well, then the second, my second point is, is that when you first watch the Force Awakens and you see Star Killer Base open fire on a city planet, did you think in your head like that was Coruscant? Yes. Like, yeah, I, I was. I knew. I was like. Oh shit, is this Coruscant? But it's not according Republic. to the Treboro cut. <laughs> I still wanted to see that movie. I still want to see Coruscant. Well, we got the Coruscant. script. That would have been an interesting movie, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I would have liked it, but it would have been interesting. I also thought, like, Matthew was like, holy crap. In this one, I was like, is this JJ's way of killing the prequels to everybody that hated the prequels? Like, seeing that, that Coruscant get destroyed? Would I'll you say you. that uh, they're letting the past die? Yeah, I did. So thank you. <laughs> I knew you were. Th- I knew you were Thank you. It. Thank you. <laughs> Kill it. You have to. But yes, um, the planet's blown up, mm-hmm. and everybody sees it too, because I mean, well, everybody that's conveniently in close vicinity mm-hmm. to these planets. Uh, the planet's name is Hosnian Prime, by the way. Uh, at least one, you, of them, when, one of them when you think when you think hosnian prime i always think giddy prime from dune because like literally like because it's it's a very similar dark design i think mm-hmm. oh the isn't that the harkonnen world yeah the harkonnen the harkonnen world so yeah. oh boy if baron harkonnen was in star wars that would have been that would have been something interesting i just imagine yeah. let the spies die oh yeah but <laughs> um um Finn is getting transport, and we established as well. He told Ray the truth. Of mm-hmm. course, he's like, I was a stormtrooper. I'm running away from the First Order, mm-hmm. and I I don't ever want to go back. I'm just a stormtrooper standing okay. in front of a girl asking her to love her, to love him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't like it. I don't like it either. But we get through that quickly, thankfully. Yeah, and to be fair, at least they do it in the second act rather than in the third act. (laughs) Oh god, yeah, that would have been even worse if it's just like rescuing Ray. You'll see why. But Mm -hmm. um, then we see that the First Order starts attacking Maz's castle, and utterly destroys it. And we even got Han saying, "Where did you get that?" A good question for another time time. in the sequel. In the sequel, and then. Um, they're blasting stormtroopers. We see Han use his weapon. There's even a small funny moment with um, him using Chewie's bowcaster, and he's like, let me try that. Boom! 
I like this but thing. This one. But uh, Finn's just like, I need a weapon too, and because he has a lightsaber, mm-hmm. and Maz is like, you got one. Turns it on. I was like, ah, oh, marketing poster. Yes. Uh, that then, was that. That is that is kind of the, one of those moments when you see the lightsaber ignite for the first time in like. Well, in my case, I saw the Clone Wars film, mm-hmm. so 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 this is technically my third Star Wars film I watched on the big screen because I saw Revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars, and then this movie. So when you see a lightsaber ignite on the big screen, mm-hmm. it's one of those like fanboy moments. You go, "Oh my god!" Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> he starts using it, and then uh, they're clearly very ma- outmatched, and then oh, and then the stormtrooper says one of the best lines. Oh the yes. He says, traitor! Yes, and that is what the Stormtrooper, he is unnamed, but he is popularly referred to as T-R-A-R, traitor. (laughs) And he has this big electric baton stick thing. And he fights Finn and kicks his ass, too. There's no way around it. He kicks his ass. And also we see Rey uh, using the blaster that Han gave gave to her, and that she she's kind of like learning how to use it, and then killing out some stormtroopers as she's running away. And we see that Kylo catches to her and makes her then you can like freeze with the force. I was like, you know where the map is. You have seen it, the island. You've seen it. The droid showed you. Or he goes. The girl I've heard so much about. Yes. And she looks terrified, too. Like, to be fair, he is kind of intimidating. Because he has not taken off his helmet Mm -hmm. at all in this movie. And you're like, oh, man, what's what's he look like underneath there? I knew what he looked like because he's Adam Driver. But I didn't know nothing. I knew that in... That was a big thing in the marketing. They wouldn't show his face. Yeah. As well. They would only show him in the mask mm-hmm. and i kind of like that because it makes you think oh who could he be underneath you know he's the son of han and leia assumed mm-hmm. leia and then um yeah also i love her reaction when she kills a stormtrooper for the first time because that's the first time she kills somebody and it actually hits her she's like mm-hmm. oh shit i just killed somebody why not the many people she's gonna kill oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, and so I love he's like uh we don't need the droid. We have what we need. Knocks her out and then literally sweeps her off her feet and yes! carries her into the ship. <laughs> and uh this is and the second carries time. her gun with the wind style. Yep, and this is the <laughs> second time Finn utters his catchphrase Ray, Ray! <laughs> Maybe he just really likes that Jamie Foxx movie. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's just like, geez, Finn, we, we get it. You like Ray Charles. We, we understand. <laughs> but yes. Uh, also, they were they captured Han and Chewie, but who comes in? It's the Kevin resistance. Smith. Kevin Smith shows up. Yes! He does. He is one of the stormtroopers, as is Matt Lanter, who was the voice of Anakin in the Clone Wars. Nice. And, uh, then we see resistance X-Wings, and we see that Poe is alive. And he is just blasting ships like boom, 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 boom. Like he blasts like five in a row. And of course, Ooh, that's like, one yeah. driver for pilot. And in one shot as well. I love that. Like, I love the fact that this should just like, it's just like one long take rather than like, you know, you know, before 2015, before mm-hmm. Mass Fury Road, a lot of the action movies and, and stuff like you saw was done in like multiple wide, like multiple takes, like, you know, multiple shots, like the, the fence jumping, taken free. 
I am so sorry. I just compared. Um, I'm so sorry I brought up that movie, but but what? it's it's really good. No, that's fine. It, that's fine. It, yeah, but it's it's but you know it's, it's it's worth pointing out because Taken Three has like one of the worst action of all time, and The Force Awakens has a shot of the X-wing like shooting all the Tie Fighters, and then Finn goes, "Woo, that's one heck of a pilot!" Woohoo! And yeah. uh, but they take out the rest of the First Order. And then a troop carrier comes down to clean up the damage. And who do we get? We see Leia again, played by the yeah. late Carrie Fisher. Mm. And her theme comes on. Mm. And then also is on who is on board, C-3PO. Goodness, Han Solo. You probably don't no, recognize me because of the red arm. Because he has a red yeah. arm. They do have a story about that. It was age. only made to sell toys. Yes. What? What? Yeah. What? What is that story about Free PO's arm? Uh, he did it for to pay memory to a fallen droid that helped him out. Ah. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame they don't put that red arm in the Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker. Oh, well, it was only for a sh- certain amount of time. But Han and Leia are reunited. You can tell things are kind of tense, but they are happy to see each other. Mm-hmm. And of course, Chewie gives her a hug. Which, I mean, who wouldn't want a hug from Chewie? Oh, yeah, of course. He's like, you changed your hair. Same jacket. No, no, it's the (laughs) same. Also, Han saw Ren take um, Rey. Mm -hmm. And he just stops because he knows it's his son. And then he's just like, Leia, I saw him. I saw our son. And they're like, oh, yeah. And uh, after that... um, they go to other Yavin 4. Ah, yes, Yavin uh, 4, go... the sequel. Well, <laughs> what is that um, I... place called? According oh, so there's, it's there's, called there's, The Car? This, this brings, this, this the brings Car, yes. Yeah, the, I was going to say, this brings up a point I wanted to point about the sequel trilogy as a whole, is that unlike like the original trilogy and the prequels, I at least remember most of, if not all of the planets in the originals and the prequels, like Hoth, Coruscant, Dagobah, Naboo, uh, Tatooine, Dantooine, mm-hmm. Alderaan. I can name all those planets. In the sequel trilogy, I can name only two planets. Actually, no, 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 no. That's is that no? Is it f- no three? I, th- I think I can know three. I can name a Jack- couple of them. Yeah, Jack Jakku, uh, Canto Bight, and uh... no, that Canto Bight is the name of the city. That's yeah, not that's the name, the name of, the of the city. That's not the name of the planet. What's the name of the planet then? I don't even know. I think it's Cantanium. Yeah, well, that's a good name. That's a good name. Yeah. But I, 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 I get what I, you're saying, mm, location-wise. Yeah. yeah, location. And with this, and like, it's, it, 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 it's one of those things about like the sequels. Like, you, can't, I can't tell you like any of the planets apart from Jakku, Kanto Bai, and um, the Battle of Crate. Yeah, Crate. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the that uh, uh, that Crate is the last planet in the sequel trilogy that I can actually remember the name of. I can remember Kajimi because it gets blown up. Oh, oh. hey! Oh my god. <laughs> But yes, um, they they arrive on Dakar on the resistance base, and it is like they're hanging on by a thread. But we see Finn and Poe reunite. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. And the sexual tension between these two is Jesus. literally the one scene spawned a ship, a very oh popular God. ship of Finn and Poe. Uh, especially uh, like, because of- Wait, that's my jacket. No, keep it. And the, <laughs> and the way that he bites his lips. Oh. Oh, I was like when I I was in the theater the person gay. was like okay well, this is cool I'm totally on board I was like he's it thirsty is, is, is gay yeah and it's nice but uh we also see that oh yeah BB-8 is reunited with Poe but 
he talks with C-3PO and inside the base, he's like, oh, uh, here is another reveal on a blanket over a trash can. But no, it's actually R2 <laughs> looking rusted and everything. He's like, he's been in low power mode ever since Luke disappeared. For plot reasons. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but it was nice to see R2 again. I was like, oh, R2. And, um, and also the original yeah. actor as well. Yeah, it was the last time Kenny Baker played uh, R2-D2. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca, I think. Oh, yeah, it was the last yeah, one, the too. Last one. Yeah. Because after, uh, after that, Junus... Uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but Junus... Uh, oh, Giannis Swatimo. Yeah, mm-hmm. Giannis Swatimo. Yeah, he's a he's a he's he's a great replacement for Chewbacca. I mean, I mean, even like last Jedi um, Solo and like um, Rise of Skywalker, he's a great replacement for Peter Mayhew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's tall as shit. That's all he need to be. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they're just like, oh yeah, he defected. He uh, and he knows their weakness, and she's just like, look, we're desperate for any information, mm-hmm. so please just tell us about uh, Star Killer Base. And another cameo, two cameos actually, from uh, JJ alumni. We get one of the pilots whose name is Snap Wexley. Part man from Heroes. Thank you very much. Greg Grunberg, who is JJ Abrams' best friend in real life. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also get one of the generals played by Miles from Lost. Yes. You've seen him in other stuff as well. As well as. one of the generals or one of the higher ups is Connix, played by Billy Lord, who yes. is Carrie Fisher's daughter, or That's our friend right. Abby Friel, who looks remarkably similar to Billy Lord. Mm. <laughs> I would love to have Abby on the show. Maybe we might get her. But um, Finn wants to rescue Ray, and he's like, Oh, I can get us on Star Killer Base. I worked on there. Uh, we got to knock out the shields. That's the tough part. Because they also do the this was the Death Star and this, this is the second is Death Star and this is Star Killer Base. It's like five nice. times bigger. Oh yeah, and we can see Akbar again. Yes, and also and with the, and with the original voice actor, with the original voice actor as nice. well. Nice. And also, I love, fish. I love mm. when Han Solo was like, "Okay, it's bigger. We can blow it up." It's like so. Oh, it's really I, meta I, at that moment. But I also, I also love the Han and Leia scenes. Where she's just like, don't do that. What? You never help. And don't say the... Um, name one time that you've actually helped. And don't say the Death Star. Like, they still got that banter and bickering and stuff. And it was really nice to see after all those years. They still had it. Yeah. And they talked about, like, we failed him. Like, it was our fault. And we did what we were good at. Yeah, and also I says, actually like, like that they admit that they're really shitty parents. Yeah, especially because like uh, there was nothing we could have done since Hansel. There was too much better in him. That's what I wanted him to treat with Luke. I just, I never should have sent him away. That's when I lost him. That's when I lost you both. We both. Well, yeah, to... gee, abandoning your kid to your um, monk brother-in-law. Yeah, I think he would kind of resent you for that. You basically abandoned him. And yeah. And then I kind of was like, we lost our son forever. Leanne was like, no, it was no. It was like, he seduced our son mm-hmm. <laughs> to the dark side. Mm-hmm. But we can still save him, me and you. It kind of was like, if Luke cannot reach him, how could I? Luke is a Jedi. You're his father. They're That's still really lighting him. I know it. Padme, 
Leia stole that from her mother. They're still lighting him. But she eye. didn't know. She never <laughs> met her mother. Maybe she did once. But Maybe she, she did once. Sad. I do wish they explored that, like the the idea of like Kylo's upbringing with Han and Leia, mm-hmm. because it because it is a legitimately interesting. I mean, you see parts of it in the Last Jedi, but not as much, but not as a lot as you expect. But I really, but that but the the whole the conversation they have is just really, really, it hits you, and I and it and I just want to see them explore it in the future. But well, they have a comic series about that because of course mm-hmm. they do. Oh, it's actually really stop. good because, um, he. There's a scene where he's just like, I'm just seen as a legacy, mm-hmm. nothing more. My blood is who I am, and I don't want to be that. And also, and that was the biggest thing. They totally redeemed Kylo from that. And also, this starts my problem mm. that we said in row one. The sequels, mostly Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, are guilty of the row one problem. You had to read ancillary, ancillary material to understand some stuff that you want to know about the story. Because you just, you yeah, just even just said Disney it. in general. The Kylo oh, so comic great. series, the aftermath, you want to know what happened in Jakku and all of that stuff. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> well, sorry, well, sorry to break your heart, Raul, because, but um, my, me and my dad have seen every single Star Wars movie in the theater together, mm-hmm. like when they came out. And, uh, my, and do you know what the mm-hmm. only Star Wars movie my dad loved? Ooh. Rogue One. Was well, so what? Yeah, Rogue One. Of Rogue One was the, is the only movie they. It like, was the lost. Rogue One. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta admit that was pretty funny. That was pretty good. That's very good. Uh, but yes, um, mean, they're like, how do we get past the shields? Or uh, Han is also just like, how do we blow it up? There's always a blow. It, there's always a way to blow it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just like, okay, so the shield refreshes every point something something seconds. And they're just like, I love it how it should have ended. It's just like, but wait a minute we wouldn't be able to pull out fast enough in time because literally nobody can do that. <laughs> if we're in light speed, how are we supposed to pull out in time? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, he, he's only going there just so he can get Ray. And Poe is going to attack the weak point at the base because of course there's a weak point. Of course. And uh, then it's just like, no matter how many times you left... I always hated it. That's why I did it. So you'd miss me. And then he gives her a hug and stuff. And she just goes, if you see our son, bring him home. Mm-hmm. That's like, well, mm-hmm. that's the last time they're going to see each other. I knew. And then we get to one of the Starkiller base. Oh, yes. The scenes in the movie. The Ray and Kylo scene where she just wakes up like <laughs> comfortable. <laughs> Where am I? You do Kylo. Oh, he's just like, she's just like. Where are my friends? You mean the murderers, traitors, and thieves? You are where? Where? where you are call the friends. You mean, you mean the murderers, traitors, and thieves? You call friends? You'll be happy to know I have no idea. All you right. still want to kill me? And then Ray was like, "That happens when you're being hunted by a creature in a mask." And then he takes off his helmet and then reveals he's Adam Driver. And yes. the face she makes, to me, I always think, I just go, it's kind of hot. No, <laughs> like, that's the face like, she makes. But it's, no, it's actually more bewilderment. Like, huh, that was not what I was expecting. Yeah. And you can kind of see that he's got a little bit of Anakin Skywalker within him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my With God. With the hair. 
His hair. gorgeous hair. Yes. That's the other haircut I wanted. His hair is so well shampooed and just mm-hmm. layered. I was like, oh my God, he looks great. And also and he- this, I'm just going to reference this from Ken Napsa where he took out his helmet. Water slides. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And he just goes, tell me about the droid. He's, He's a, a PB unit with a selenium driving a thermal hyperscan the indicator. Yeah, and who's carrying a section of the map that leads to Luke Skywalker. <laughs> we have the rest recovered from Imperial Archives. And somehow he convinced you... you. Uh, he, he convinced... Um, you convinced him to show it to you. You, a, sca- a scavenger. And then he tries the force probe on her, and he's like... Uh, Say say the line. Yeah. Say the line that right Kenneth says. Say it. What what? what? Uh, you know I can take when it whatever oh, I want. Oh you mean uh, he's just like I see an island. Uh, or he's just don't worry, I feel it too. <laughs> At night, desperate to sleep. You're so lonely. So lonely. Looking for parents in anywhere. Uh with anyone. And Han Solo, you see him as the father that you never had. He would have disappointed you. <laughs> my head you know I can just take what I want <laughs> Jesus Woo! <laughs> Woo! boy is that intense boy is that intense so hot this is when Raylo got born <laughs> no, give it to me <laughs> I'm not giving you anything we'll see and then he tries to probe but she is like oh shit because it turns out Ray has the force because of course she does she ends up seeing into his mind and she's like you you're afraid that you will never be as strong as Darth Vader you bitch (laughs) we ended up like you bitch how dare you and he's clearly shaken up yeah you can see in this reveal scene that the dude is just peacocking he's trying Mm -hmm. to look tough but inside he's just a scared little boy little boy well, not little. Adam Driver's a huge man. Yeah. But, like, he looks totally normal. It's like, oh my god, some guy. But also, it also shows the fear of what Snoke said. When I knew that I was going to train you in the dark, so at your equivalent, you will have been in the light. So he knows that Ray was going to become up. Because also, like, the Jedi can see the future. I'm pretty sure that the Sith also knew, especially him in the dark, so that he knew that he... That Ray was gonna be her, his equilibrium. Ah. Yeah, and then he it's goes to Snoke, and he's like, "The scavenger resisted you. you. She is strong with the Force, with the force. Untrained, untrained, but stronger than she knows. Than knows." And the droid. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ren didn't right. think it was necessary to capture him. And <laughs> I love that he's just like looks at uh, Hux, and he's just like, "Oh shit, I don't have my mask." <laughs> And, uh, like, Hux also... Hux and Ren hate each other's guts. Yep. Like, they make it very clear that they hate each other's guts. And that Hux is just the biggest simp for uh, Snoke. Yep. And he's just like, uh... Alright, uh... Bring her to me. And it turns out he's just a hologram. So it's not actually him. Uh, I... In this moment before that, I thought he was gonna be a... Oh, just imagine, I was like, whoa... Is that gonna be a giant villain? And we was like, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Like, it's a bit much, but okay. But now she realizes, oh shit. 
to be fair, when they play Snoke's, when they when Snoke's like on the screen, they play Darth Plagueis' theme, so it spawned a lot of fan theories. Ah, oh, yes, yes, the very famous "Who is Snoke?" fan theories. Your Snoke theory sucks, said Ryan Johnson. There's, there are so <laughs> many of those. Some of them are silly intentionally. Maze windows, maze windows, corpse. Uh, what was, was the uh, dark Jar Jar was so... was Snoke? What was uh, the other it was, one? It was <laughs> ridiculous. There was well anything you can think of. They probably thought of it. And it's a good question for another yeah, time. For another time. <laughs> and the sequel. And so <laughs> she realizes, oh shit, I can get out of this cell because apparently she just knows about the mind trick. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you will remove uh, these restraints and let me go free. What did you say? Stormtrooper, by the way, is voiced by Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig. <laughs> James Bond himself. And I, I love in the How It Should Have Ended video, they put a bow tie on the Stormtrooper. Yep. And uh, the last three digits of his uh, name are 007. Of course. Because of course they would be. Cool He's just like, be. I'll tighten those restraints. But she, of course, says... Sorry about the yelling kid in the background, by the way. I can't do anything about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just I had to be aware. It could be worse. You had the fire. I've got we got fireworks in the background. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I have but, a uh, video game on the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can hardly hear that. Yeah. Um, well, and also LA sounds in any moment the uh, the guy from the ice cream truck, the guy from the the girl from the tamales, or the guy from the corn could show up. No, shit, now I want some tamales. <laughs> <laughs> My hype for LA has just gone better out. Uh, <laughs> well, by the time of this recording, it will you'll be there. Or yeah, you'll close be there. there. And uh, there. so she manages to res- free herself. Mm-hmm. And this brings up the infamous um, is Ray a Mary Sue? Which means, ah. is she too OP? And my answer to this is simply no. No, she is not. And my my answer is no, but no. And Rise of Skywalker, but, in, but until Rise of Skywalker, yes, like Rise of. I was gonna bring that up before. We're gonna omit, uh, episode nine. My theory why Ray was so powerful. I thought that Ray was created by the Force, like Anakin Skywalker was created by the Force as well. Ray, I thought she's Jesus. Yes, because I brought this up in the prequels. Anakin was a Jesus allegory. I thought that Ray was going to be the reincarnation of the Jesus allegory for Anakin Skywalker. That that, uh, that was going to be Ray. That was going to be Anakin's reincarnation. Now he had to kill his own legacy that he needed to kill Kylo, his own grandson. I thought that the, it was going to go that way. That was my theory when I got up from Force Awakens. We'll, we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so she's sneaking through Star Killer Base like the Death Star, and uh, we saw that Han and Chewie came out of the hyperspace on the planet to evade the shields. I'm, they crash I'm... into the forest, yeah. and Finn is just like, "Okay, I don't know how to disable the shields. I worked in sanitation. Sanitation. The galaxy <laughs> is depending on us." He's just like, "We'll figure something out. We'll use the Force." That's not yeah, how the force, the force works. works. Oh, really? You're cold? Because it's a snowy planet. And they have <laughs> nice nice jumpers on. And 
they're just like, uh, but I do know somebody that does. And so what do they do? They capture Captain Phasma and force her to lower the shields. And uh, then they put her in the uh, trash compactor. Trash compactor. That was the one where I was like, eh. and waste of Gwendolyn Chris- Christie. I did not like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, so they f- go to find Ray, but um, Han sees that she freed herself, and he's just like, "Hey, idiot! Look behind you! Like, <laughs> what? What? What do you keep doing this for? Mm-hmm. I'm in charge, Phasma." And it's like uh, Finn's just. Finnisms, I guess they're hit and miss, mostly miss. Also, it's not, it's not John Boyega's fault. I'm gonna bring up something that is shown in one of my favorite podcasts in Head Canon that when they talk about the Last Jedi, that uh, Finn represents like a millennials that they cannot get a good job because they were not born in privilege, and Kylo represents the privileged part because he was born from a monarchy that is Luke and Leia. And from a legacy character, and he has the money and the well, wealth. Well, no, Han and Leia, not Luke and Leia. Sorry, Han like, and Leia, sorry. Luke and Leia's bloodline. But yeah, technically, yeah. from Luke and Leia's bloodline, that's what I said, from the monarchy, okay. because Darth Vader was the Jesus allegory slash king. And so it's kind of like a monarchy line. It's the, the Skywalker blood. Okay, but yeah. And then, uh, like, Finn gets a hug because... Ray uh, learned that it was his idea to come back to the base and save her, and she's just like, "Oh my!" Like, without even saying anything, is just really touched by that. And so Poe and the X Wings arrive, and we get the big final battle um, in the sky where they're t- they fire torpedoes at the weak point. It's not enough, so Han and Chewie are gonna plant some explosives to blow it up from the inside. They um, plant certain explosives. At certain places, Chewie gets a lot of them. He literally has a sack full of <laughs> explosives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh yeah, Kylo Ren sees that Ray escaped, and he freaks out again. The stormtroopers no. slowly backing no. away. No! Yeah. No! no. <laughs> I, I, I love the stormtroopers you actually go, uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They just they just slowly back away. I know. And just let I love it. <laughs> that's that's actually good humor. <laughs> and uh, then he stalks off into a catwalk. We get Han to the telenovela him, moment of them. The big <laughs> telenovela moment where Han sees him and then calls out Ben, and his name is Ben after Obi Wan for some. This reason. was surprising for me. I did not see that coming that he was his name was Ben Solo. I didn't like well, the first time I saw the movie. I didn't know what he said. I thought he said "burn," and this uh, movie I was, I was just like, I was in like, Spanish because I was like, ben. did he just call him Ben? Yeah, hmm. and in Spanish, even though I did not see the movie in Spanish, it would be confusing that people that see it in Spanish because "ven" is "come." I was like, and then, <laughs> and then "come solo." Like, uh, not come from, like, from oh, a penis. Oh, God, no, that's even no, worse. No, like, not come from a penis. No, like, come here. Uh, and so I was like, come solo. Oh, because... Like, I get what you're me. saying. I don't know what you're saying. I was like, damn. Okay. So I was like, that, that would be confusing in Spanish to, to say. But, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a band. And then Kylo was like, I'm solo. I'll be waiting. I'm solo. I've been waiting I'm for solo. this day. This thing You won't need it. What do you expect uh, to find if you do? The, the face, face of my, my son. son. Fump. 
and he takes off and you realize this is the first time he's seen his dad in years yeah like decade so and, he probably only remembers him as like a small boy and it's kind of a big deal and then he's like he says he says you're, you're like your son it's your son he's gone he's gone he was weak and foolish like his father so i destroy him so i destroyed him that's what no one used to believe, but it's not true. My son is alive. No. And then the Supreme Leader the is rise. And in the background, um, we, we didn't bring this up, but Star Killer Base is being charged up, and they're, mm-hmm. charged, and they're drowning a star. And so, as the scene keeps going, the scene get then the room gets darker and darker and darker. Ah. It's a, it's a, to be fair, that's a great visual choice. Yes. So, and um, Snoke it, is it, using you for his power, for your power. Yeah. And then you see the conflicted face, like one part is of color and space it's is blue. red, the other is yeah, blue, and the other one's black. And then he gets what he wants to crush you. You yeah. know, it's true. It's too late. Um, no, it's not. Come on. Live here. And then I'm being torn apart. I want to be free of this pain. Oh, wait. Can I? Can I? Yeah, do it. I'm being torn apart. <laughs> I want to be free of this pain. I know. But I don't want to have to do I just don't know if I have the strength to do. Will you help me? Will you help me? Yes, anything. Unsheaths the lightsaber, puts it in the hand, and at this point I was like, oh no. And no. And then, my, and then and, and my sister was well, my sister's not really good with like, you know, deaths in movies. It's why the first movie that we actually went to see with that was actually a full on horror movie was Prometheus, when we were like, <laughs> Nice! We <laughs> we were very underage. Like my she, my sister is just like, oh my! She was quincing. She was going through the whole movie, and she can't stand like death scenes in movies. So when like you see like Han and like just like t- taking the lightsaber, you know, you know <laughs> that Kylo's going to ignite the lightsaber. I knew as soon as Han went out there, I was just like, oh no, no, yeah. and no. Now, and me, I'm like, I remember a lot of people getting shocked, and I'm like. It was pretty logical. They brought Harrison Ford back. He wanted Han Solo to die for almost 30 years. That's why Harrison Ford came back. Because he's just like, I'll do it. You just got to kill me. I don't want to (laughs) come back. And they kept that promise. Or did they? Did they? No, no, no. We'll we'll get there when we get there. And uh, (laughs) no, then I love how it just goes dark and it's red. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit. And then Kylo's no. like, literally right through him. Literally right through him. And then yep. Kylo's right. like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and he grabs his son's face. I was going to say this. I love it. I love the way that Han Solo like grabbed his head, his face, and you can see his. I was like, I'm, I like, a, he's like trying to say, I forgive you. It felt it did it, it was those eyes were not from betrayal. It felt like he was like, I forgive you. Like he understand and that's why he fails. That's the way yeah, that I see he, it. Two important points of note. Uh one, that's the first time that 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 is pretty much like the scene in which you see the breakdown of Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Like 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 after that scene, Kylo Ren starts going down on this like this downward spiral of confliction. Mm-hmm. And the second point is that Chewie is fucking pissed. Yes. Yeah, and he shoots him. Like, like he just literally just opens fire and he's like, he just, he's just, he like, he, he, he doesn't care. He's angry. He's lost his best friend for so long and he just like, it hits him right in the, right in, 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 his, 
I, yeah, and he's just like right in the side. Get, yeah, and he's just like man, no, <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, Chewie detonates the explosives, and uh, you could say Matthew that uh, you're he was breaking our hearts. He's going down a cliff. I can't follow. I can't uh, follow because oh of yes. because of Obi Wan. Yes! <laughs> no. Oh man, just redo it with Adam Driver. That the Adam Driver Adam as Driver. Anakin Skywalker, I will pay a lot of money to see that. He basically, is Anakin Skywalker yeah. from the long oh, hair redeemed. to like the super wide build and everything. And he gets redeemed in the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, hey, uh, thanks, thanks, uh, guys. Uh, and then yeah. we see Ray and Finn right running through the snow and through the woods. I was like, the Falcon is this way. And when they see Kylo waiting from afar, how he get there, we don't know. <laughs> how he got there so fast. You got me, by all accounts. Doesn't make any sense. Or like in the Paris New Group, they put us out the map. It doesn't make any sense, though. Yeah. <laughs> yep. then Kylo's or, like, or it's like the Muppets where they just travel by map. It's so yep. convenient. Or like Jason. <laughs> From Friday the 13th, he just <laughs> vanishes and evaporates yeah, away. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like. That's what the that's what the lightsaber sounds like. Anyway, yeah. he's on. like, we're not done here. Ray, you are a monster. Kylo, yes, I am. Oh, no, no, not no. yet. <laughs> we're not done here. Han Solo can't save you this time. <laughs> and then he uh, like force pushes Ray super high and really yep. hard against a tree and then ray ray <laughs> and finn ignites the lightsaber ready to fight he doesn't Be- care before before kylo says traitor <laughs> traitor i can't actually yell it the lightsaber. i will rec- i will record myself yelling certain lines from the last jedi for yes. that episode trust me <laughs> that i will lightsaber. go all in for that that will be a great episode oh my God, yes that lightsaber it belongs to me come get it and then Finn is very, very clearly outmatched. Yes. Kylo actually has training. Or Ben. I just call him Ben. Because mm. it's less scary whenever you name somebody something. It's like Tim or like <laughs> Jim or something. And uh, But Finn manages to hold his own, never having any combat training. And... Really good short fight, too. Yeah, he actually lands a hit on him. Because Kylo is also unstable at this point. But uh, Kylo very much, uh, he, he uses one of the sides of his cross guard oh my to God. burn him. So cool. And Ray is like just waking up as, um, oh yeah. And another thing, Kylo Ren keeps hitting his side and mm-hmm. that's because it's to keep his adrenaline going. Yep. And you yeah. see blood split down and it's all snow so you can see it clearly. And um yeah, manages to split Finn's back open. Jesus! Can I just yeah? Can I just say like you know, I I have this always controversial hot take, which is that I think if Finn died in the Force Awakens, I think it would have been a legitimately great arc for his character because mm. he because he because he because he he started out like he let, fled the First Order and he died a hero, like like it would have it, it's a legitimately great arc and also like. You've done the whole lie reveal, so the fact that he dies a hero, mm-hmm. it's better to die a, he- die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Nice, nice. God damn it. But I actually kind of agree with you now that you point that out. That's and a very also, good... it's a good point because then you can give a uh, faint story arc to, to Paul. To Rose. Or Rose. 
or Rose. Yeah, you can be you can be Rose alone entirely. It would be interesting though. You bring an interesting be point. Because if you think about it, where does Finn go in the Last Jedi? It doesn't it just it pretty much repeats the exact same arc in the Force Awakens? True. Yeah, and, pretty much. And, and and also, I do not buy the fact that one he survives a lightsaber through his back, like literally, like. Like, I, I, okay, I can, I get that, like, Darth Maul could survive, like, you know, his legs have been cut off. Yeah, and, and, but also, there's a consequence, in Darth Maul's case, there's a consequence to that. He goes insane. Mm -hmm. He becomes a, literally an animal, and it, and all it takes is the Sisters of Daphomir, basically, the Night Sisters, basically, to nurse him back to health. But in this movie, I just, I, I, it's, it's, it's weird because he's, because that lightsaber, Cuts through skin and burns through skin. It's, it's. I don't buy it. I honestly don't buy the fact that Finn survives that. But yeah, and then so. the lightsaber is in the snow, very much like Excalibur in the Sword of the Stone. Kylo yeah. tries to take it out, but lo and behold, Rey uses the Force and whoa, she was that's, meant to be the chosen one. She is the King that, Arthur. That's some. That is one of those great what the fuck yeah. moments. I but, love that his reflexes as well. He gets right out of the way. And Kylo Ren is very much like Mordred in King Arthur myth, where he feels entitled to the throne. He even has the look with the long shaggy hair, yeah, um, the dark clothes, and like the big build. And then we get an awesome lightsaber fight between Rey and Kylo Ren. And again, Kylo Ren very much has the upper hand in this. And the planet is yeah. also going down because Poe managed to... Uh, torpedo the weak spots and Chewie blew mm -hmm. it up and yeah. um, everyone's evacuating the planet so literally the planet is falling apart around them yeah yeah it's a, it's a great action scene and it also like it makes like you you definitely do feel like the like the characters are in some kind of danger because like in like the prequels even though the lightsaber fights in the prequels are great like you never felt like like they were like you never like felt they were like it was all completely choreographed like to the point of absurdity so the fact that it's like jagged and jated like when it comes to the directing it's actually i think a really good choice of a film i agree and and and, and 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 but to be fair, nothing tops the throne room scene. Oh yes, but we'll get that. to the the Praetorian Guard scene. Yes. next next week in the sequel. In the sequel, and yeah. um, as we see, and he takes Kylo her to the and cliff. Ray, mm -hmm. As we see, Kylo and, and Ray fighting, and they're in they're hanging on on a cliff. Like you need a teacher. I can, I can show you the ways of the force. force. As we see, Ray closing her eyes, and she's feeling the. Force and then she gets angry the way that yeah. she gets. I was defensive. just like, though, it was it was a good moment. I was just like, why didn't he just like strike there? Yeah, or do, do the how it should have ended thing. Force faint. I win. No, 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 But no, then she tuned, she trusts the force hmm. and then kicks his ass, manages a couple yeah. of blows. Get up, Ray. And, I feel it, Ray. Break their battles like me, Ray. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> but yeah, taps into her power. And, you do kind of suspect yeah. that. You do kind of. You do kind of think that when when the fact that Ray is attacking Kylo that aggressively, you sort of sort of start to think there's a legitimate chance Ray could go evil. Yes, there's a slight yeah. chance. You you have a really good point, Matthew, because maybe she fully awakened 
herself to the force and maybe the force was not only the light but also she can feel the darkness in that moment too because well, if i remember like, correctly i think in the novelization of force awakens that i did not read but i saw this on a youtube video that said that snow was talking to ray in that moment and saying to her kill him According to the okay, novel, well, I, 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 don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's I don't think that's true. But, I don't know. Uh, also, I don't it's know true if it's that true, if you tap into anger, you get more focused, as mm-hmm. Palpatine had said before, yeah. in various things. You know, I can feel the anger flowing within you, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it's shown that yeah, passion and anger makes you focus better. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. also a seductive thing because it's a double-edged sword. Yep. And uh, but what happens is. She manages to extinguish his lightsaber. I thought she broke the lightsaber at first. Yeah. But she does not. And uh, she cuts his arm and cuts him straight across the face. Jesus. He's a nice, like, gash right from, like, where his nose is to where... Luckily, he didn't, like, get blinded or anything, but it's a sweet gash. And uh, yeah. he's And then out. the planet rips apart to separate them. and then Conveniently like... separating them where they were standing. Yeah, and then we're going <laughs> to see each other in the sequel. Yes, well, <laughs> Hux is, uh, goes to the throne room or whatever to tell Snoke, oh yeah, by the way, we're screwed. And Snoke's like, it's okay. Just come get Kylo Ren back here to me. I'm going to complete his training. Also, just abandon everybody. I'm also going to say how I'm really surprised that Hux found Kylo very quickly because literally that 35 seconds later, 35, 45 seconds later, the planet literally blows up. I'm like, how did you get out of there in time? And also how Captain Phasma got away too. Plot. Yeah. Plot, convenience. It's a good, it's a good, it's, it's a good question another for another time. time. <laughs> but yes, the Falcon and the X-Wings escape. We see it blow up like the Death Star. And they all celebrate at the base, except for Rey and Leia, who look at each other with sadness because they're like, because Leia felt Han's death through the Force, mm-hmm. um, through her connection to the Force, and um, then R two awakens, and they reveal the missing part of the map to him, and it literally it's like a treasure map where it's the dotted lines to where X marks the spot and everything. And they end up on Octo, which was, um, isn't it? Is it Act Two or uh, Act Two? It was uh, Act Two. It's not Act Two. Maybe that's <laughs> why it, where it gets its maybe, name. Maybe, maybe. But uh, no, it's it's pronounced Octo. Uh-huh. Um, right. And uh, yeah, we get to see R two and BB eight talk a little bit, and Finn is still unconscious, and she's like, "I'll see you again in the sequel." Yeah, and, thank you. Um, Ray just takes off a new outfit. I says, I'll see you, my friend. For you, yep. no, there was no Ray and Finn ship, goddammit. <laughs> there, there were people that shipped those two, by the way. But, yeah, um, I know. Then Leia, before uh, Ray leaves, of course, says, may the Force be with you. And she goes off oh. with Chewie and R2. Uh, Chewie, R2, and yeah, yeah, just Chewie and R2 mm-hmm. to go see Luke. And we see this oh. awesome Octo is awesome because it's a, I think it's a, uh, island in, in Ireland. Ireland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's an island called Skelet Michael, which is a, you know, great name. It you looks read- so good. It just feels like so ancient. Yeah. And we get this greenery, and we literally see Ray go up the stairs. Oh yeah, Ray Ray is piloting the Falcon now, 
and with uh, Chewbacca, with Chewie, and uh, she reaches the top of the cliff, and we see the old bearded or an old cloaked man. He was literally there for the dramatic reveal. Yes, you've, yeah, you, literally, you've literally like there has never been a moment I've been more excited to see on screen than the return of Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he was it not in the marketing at all. Mm-hmm. yeah like it's, it's and the fact that you've never like it's look, how are you like two hours 20 minutes into the movie and you don't see luke skywalker at all and you're like where is it when is he gonna come in and it's like and then we, oh, we knew he was coming too we knew he was coming but because obviously he's in he was at mark hamill's at the premiere he's been talking about the movie and then you see him like oh shit he doesn't even oh, say anything he just turns around takes the hood off and it's old bearded luke Oh my god! And the way like... I love this because the way that you see Ray getting her the lightsaber from her back, and the way that she points to look the lightsaber, it feels kind of like a kind of like a Excalibur, also kind of moment like giving the sword yeah, back, being Excalibur to him. back to King Arthur and King Arthur, and the way that we see Luke Skywalker with pain of like a like not this again, like he see you see the pain that he was like he would need to train her, and he doesn't want to go back. To the yeah, conflict. No, he, he sort of gives like the where did you find that mm-hmm. sort of look. That also kind mm-hmm. of look, yeah. Doesn't say a word in the movie. Yes. By the way. Doesn't say a word. But We're then we just get talking the about shot, emotions. The do 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 and then then it ends on a cliffhanger. We finally got oh. through the Force Awakens. This is one of our longest episodes, by the way. This is the, about as long as the Man of Steel episode. And this <laughs> is the first Star Wars movie, one of well, the second one that ends on a cliffhanger. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, not much else to say, but um, just give your closing thoughts real quick, and then we'll do the plugs. And yeah, so uh, you, Matthew. Yeah, you're Matthew um, first. Yeah, yeah. So listen, listen, on retrospect, like when you compare it to the rest of the trilogy, it definitely feels like um, it's a good start. And, and, I, and I completely understand, like, um, you know, the fact that, the the way they reintroduce it like the basically that this film is kind of like a reset like it's a it's a genius idea the idea to reset star wars just go back to the originals um and i for one when i first saw it i accepted it as sort of like you know it's a good way to get like make star wars feel like the originals again because there was this stain in the prequel in the prequels that you know not, not a lot of people like the prequels and and what's really strange is, is that when you think about it like um it just, you know what you know. You know one of those that like occasions where like we we were all grown up to believe that we were told by a lot of people that the prequels are bad. The prequels suck. They all they like we're we're supposed to say, oh yeah, the prequels always suck. And I'm like, no, I, I like the prequels growing up. So it's it, it's the best way I can say it is that it's a good reset, but. As for as a good, it's a good start to this trilogy. When I first saw it, but in retrospect, it just hasn't grown on me. And to be honest, like if I were to like, this is probably like my least favorite like introduction to a trilogy. I know that's a hot take. I know that's a very hot take, but it just it just doesn't do anything for me. Like the first, definitely not what the first Star Wars did, but also Phantom Menace because Phantom Menace has at least like some really really cool ideas in it. Um. And there's also better ideas that could be executed better. Like, like I, I and I, I'll bring this up, but uh, about two years ago, I was at Comic Con, and uh, I was at a panel with um, with Robert Meyer Burnett, 
uh, he told me that he preferred an idea that Han Solo should have died by light speeding through with the Millennium Falcon through Starkiller Base. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that idea. I don't buy that idea. But you know, me, me and Robert have our disagreements on some things. But you know, it's always great to have an opinion. It's always great to have an opinion. But, um. But yeah, overall, I'd, if I had to grade it, I'd give it like a three out of five, I think. Um, it's better than Rise of Skywalker, I'll tell you that much. So Okay, so six out of ten. And you, six Raul. Out of ten. Um, this is a good movie, a really great movie. You have asked me to do this review back in 2015. I would have given this movie an 11. Because I loved it. Wow. It will have been, that's the thing. Back in 2015, it would have been an 11. But now, after seeing The Last Jedi, and then after seeing Episode 9, and then two years after the disappointment of Row 1 and The Mandalorian, it makes me, even though I still like this movie, for me, this is a 7. It's a 7 out of 10. And I will still give it a 7, because it's still... I, even though I don't agree with what Matthew says, but it is a great starter to the trilogy. I, because that's the thing, that's the thing. A lot of people will say that The Last Jedi, it felt kind of like a self-contained film, but you will not get The Last Jedi if you, did, you didn't have Force Awakens to set it up. So I yeah. still see the, I still see Force Awakens as a great trilogy starter, but yes, after the years have passed, you think of all of the plot holes all of the storylines that we never got explored because of the disjointedness that there was no roadmap to this trilogy. Mm -hmm. They didn't have that thing that George did for all of the original six films. He knew where the story was going. And so still, even for the hype and the nostalgia, even trying to like not think about if it were, that's the thing, if it were, if it were for episode nine, I will give this movie a higher grade. But still, mm. it's a good movie. And you, Billy? This Yeah, um I can't deny the nostalgia bait can be a little bit too much at times. There's a ton of callbacks to especially the first film. But I kind of liked that for the start of the trilogy, that's fine. And as long as they didn't do it for the rest of the trilogy, I was I was on board for it. Um but that can also be like a detriment. And I, I, I'm i sort of in the middle with this movie where I don't hate it, but I don't absolutely love it. It's not going to be my favorite Star Wars film, but it was a good return to form and it actually gave hope to the franchise. So <laughs> I will give it a six and a half. I'll be in between your guys rating. Mm. And yeah, um, really liked it. And that is our show two and a half hours later um <laughs> so matthew where can the people find you on the socials uh you can find me at matt movies 1998 on both twitter and instagram um it will pretty much be me talking about edgar wright pretty much most of the time or i'll pretty much be talking about my hype for la um yeah it, it, i mean you guys are probably going to be seeing me at the schmodown spectacular in la like in the, on december 4th so you know, I'm very excited to see you all guys, but I'm, um, but yeah. 
And you, buddy? As always, you can find me at RobertRDC on Instagram, Twitter, and on Letterboxd and TikTok at RobertRDC. And you can also follow the podcast on SYNS Pod. And also, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, also Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, whatever you choose to listen to the podcast in Jubilee. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at MasterofPuns196. Every word starts with a capital letter. You can also follow me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. And once again, you can follow our Twitter at SYNSPod and give us a five-star review and write a review on Apple Podcasts like that asshole. And also listen mm-hmm. to us on Google, <laughs> Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever podcasts are listened to. And as always, see you next summer. Dun, 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 dun.